Welcome back to Director Showdown, season nine. I key, I just lose track. You know who cares? I do too. I've lost track of nine, the numbers. Ten, it was a dumb system to do. Twelve, it, probably. Who knows? Uh, who cares? David Lean. Jesus, Christ, I'm already hitting the mic over here. Oh my so god, <laughs> unprofessional. We've lost two listeners just because of that little. They turned fuck it off. Up. They turned it off. Yeah, uh, I heard. Uh, you know, we were about to have uh, Deacons on the cast, but then. Yeah. You know, they they heard that and they're just like, you know what? Yeah, we're not going to. He, he's he's as gonna. anal about audio as he is about, you know, the video side of things. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, no, no, he I'm already not, had our podcast, podcast planned to yeah. the T. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was going to be on next week. And yeah. now he's he's probably not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> what can he uh, do? Well, you just got to deal with us. Yeah. And uh, this week we're talking. Bridge on the River Kwai, the David Lean. We're back in Lean. Back we're in Lean leaning Town. on Lean. Leaning on Lean. Uh, and we're talking, yeah, the 1957 war EOW epic, epic uh, Bridge on the River Kwai. It's and not Bridge Over. Not Over <clears throat> the River Kwai. Not like the book. And it's, it's not it. Kawhi Leonard. It's bridge not over, Kawhi Leonard. Bridge over the Kawhi Leonard. Although if they want to, if they want to make a remake, well, how could you ever build a bridge over that guy? That guy's like what seven feet tall or some shit. I mean, you know, well, story time. Yeah, I delivered uh, pizza to the man really back when he was a rookie on the Spurs, and everybody, I, I'm so out of the loop on sports. Uh, that when it, when it came up, let's get, let's get John in here first. We got, we got a guest on we this got John, John Castro. You guys know who John is. Hey guys, thanks for having me on again. I actually thought, uh, um, Brandon was making a joke or something that he delivered to David Lean. I was like, holy shit. Like, how? A like man who is dead. Well, also like, yeah, I was like, he played sports. Like he was a rookie in sports while you played it. Like yeah, while you, you played for the Spurs, uh, an old senior citizen, British man. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, no, Kawhi. Leonard. Wait, I think I'm already fucking yeah, up. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard. I already fucked it up. Not Kawhi. It wasn't even I Kawhi. delivered to Danny Green. Oh, oh shit. I so you still got to finish the story, Well, though. I guess. Okay, so, yeah, everybody in Bridge the, over the, the Dominoes Danny was Green. like, whoa, holy shit, that's a Spurs player, Danny Green. And you're like, I don't even know. And I was like, uh, okay. And I delivered to him. He tipped me $3. I was what like, fine. What a fucking piece oh, of shit. shit. Yeah, I, listen, Danny Green... Danny you know, Green. People say a lot of things about the guy. My All I can God. say as a fact, guy's not a great tipper. Dude, I even tip more than I tip my base tip mm-hmm. for delivery drivers is five bucks at least. Five, that's great. No matter what. That's pretty awesome. The, no yeah, what. five is like this you're is like fucking making somebody's night. Yeah, that's a good tip. Well, because it's like 
they're delivering and they got a lot of shit, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like five bucks is just like a nice like. Do you want do you want to hear number? like a delivery driver's breakdown of like the tipping? I mean, you already kind of up. like sphere. Yeah. OK, zero. You're you're a piece of shit. You're worse than dirt. You're a pile of garbage. Or the thing is, I keep hitting this fucking mic. Uh, it's or you're really poor. This. No, you're just. Yeah, I was just yeah. going to say it's also you take into account like the neighborhood you're delivering to also. And it's like, does this person <laughs> seem like they can maybe they shouldn't have ordered delivery? Yeah, you're kind but, of considerate of like, yeah, you know. I'm trying to be considerate of like and there have been many situations where I get zero and I'm like, yeah, that's that's whatever. They have no car. They maybe they just saved up to order delivery <laughs> yeah exactly and they, they don't even think about the tip um one dollar what's the fucking point go to hell you're i mean just get the <laughs> hell out of here yeah. uh two dollars uh, okay that's fine <clears throat> three baseline like all right cool that's just like that's standard three dollars is like the standard four is like all right awesome you put in a little extra five that person is a fucking mensch Anything more I've than always, five? I've always done five. Yeah, there, there's no some people. What. It's only. It's weird. It's like one through five, and then it jumps to ten. There's the per, there's the few people that are like, I'm giving ten. Those people, like everybody in the store, knows about them. Yeah, and they're like, oh, that's that's the ten house, or like, and uh, and but then yeah, some people. Also, like, why yeah. I did it too? Because it's like you build up that sort of rapport. And you really come, do. Like people yeah. know who. Like they know your address. Yeah. And they see the address and people are like probably fighting for it yeah. or trying to like fuck over somebody to be like, yeah, I can take that one too. That's on my route. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, but that's, Hey, that's, that's Pizza the certified wars. breakdown. Huh? Pizza wars. Pizza wars. Yeah. So that's the, that's the delivery drivers, you know, five plus years in the, in the industry, uh, breakdown of tipping. You know who else delivered? Huh? Uh, the Colonel, he delivered a bridge to the Japanese Colonel, Colonel mm. Nicholson, uh, Nicholson, Ni- Colonel Nicholson delivered a bridge to Colonel Saito, S- Saito, mm-hmm. like on Inception. Um, like on, <laughs> there's also Saito in yeah. Ready Player One, mm-hmm. which I rewatched for whatever. The thing reason. is, like Saito was actually the Japanese like Colonel for real in real life. That was his name. It was right. So, okay. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not. It's not like it's a very good, clean segue a, that a, we planned. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, man, this is this viewing was my first time mm-hmm. watching this film. Yeah. And I guess I'll just go get into it. I I I thought I was going to split this movie up into two sittings. Mm-hmm. It's long. I didn't. It's I did it. Yeah. I fucking sat through that whole 240. Because it was, I, I, I couldn't, I was just terribly entertained by it. Mm-hmm. Is it a wrong thing to ask if you split the other movies you've done for this season into two sittings? Um, I haven't so far. Oh, uh, nice. I usually do. Yeah. I usually do. Well, you I, have, uh, uh, yeah, you have, you have. I, Adam and I have talked about this a little yeah. bit on the pod, but I, I, I kind of have gotten to a place where I, I rarely like have the time just because I kind of work a weird schedule. I work like 12 to 830 so like after work, most of the time is when I'm watching stuff. Right. So, right. so yeah. fellow, you know, hey, listener, mm-hmm. you know, maybe toss a few five bucks 
at Brent so he doesn't have to, you know, maybe he can watch these movies in one sitting. Is that going to be a recurring thing? <laughs> it started as a joke on the last yeah. one of us asking people to Venmo us money, and now it's just hey, you can, be, so you can call hey, in you just like to watch the movie. Look, yeah. you don't get fed if you don't say anything. Who's just going to throw us money if we don't ask for it? <laughs> I mean, that's that's very fair. Uh, I was going to say maybe toss five towards the uh, Delphin Pod... Patreon. 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 Hey, maybe you'll see some director showdown content show up there at some point. I don't know. I don't know. Some exclusive episodes, possibly. Maybe some ancient, forgotten (laughs) things. Maybe some uh, janky, uh, broken episodes. Do you have lost episodes? Lost episodes. The lost ones. Yeah. yeah, That weren't quite good enough Mm -hmm. to put on the main feed, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) They're perfect for (laughs) the Delphin Patreon. (laughs) But the people (laughs) who pay for quality content, you know, they deserve it. Yeah, all I'm saying is, I mean, have there, you heard the director? Of a, heard that director? Have you heard the movie trivia? <laughs> like, come on, guys, there's a, those are fun. Yeah, those are top those are tier fun. content. There, well, yeah, one hundred percent. The uh, what was I gonna say? The uh, hey, the fifty minute punch drunk love half of an episode that I've got on my hard drive at home is pretty fucking good. We you know, break that, down I the really, MTV Movie Awards. I really, and it's really that. good. I yeah. really regret that one not coming out. I remember that one. Great hurting. bits on there. It was good. Fuck it. It's yeah. canon. I'm putting it up on the Patreon. I'm going to hit up Delphin about it. Oh, shit. Go subscribe. There's a ton of shit on there to subscribe. Well, we'll just get our audio engineers. You hear that, listener? We have an audio engineer, <laughs> Luis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll, fi- he'll fix it somehow. He'll fix it. I don't even know if I have that. Or- I think I may have that original raw file. If I do, the I'm going to send it to him fun. and maybe he'll, put, yeah. he'll work some magic on it. Um, I mean, just yeah. like, you know, it's just like with David Lean. Yeah. And the reel of the bridge blowing up. And they thought they lost it forever because mm, they sent it via uh, freight, air freight. Yeah. And right. it landed, what, in Egypt? Right. It was mm-hmm. like in Africa. And they thought the hot desert sun was going to ruined the film reel but it was like still okay yeah it was pristine Mm -hmm. that's crazy yeah some really wild behind the scenes stuff happened with this movie john you had you had alluded to some some wild stuff too um do you have any of that i I had a i had a thing that happened the thing that stuck out i mean other than the like you know i guess the score which was written by or the score that was like you know the music was who malcolm arnold who said that he had 10 days to write 45 minutes minutes worth of music which is like holy shit sounds insane just from like you know uh i don't know you know just doing just amateur film work and stuff for like a good decade or so like that sounds like for a professional like that i don't know that sounds like terrible Even for a professional yeah yeah, that sounds insane like it doesn't matter how much money you're getting if you get 10 days to try to hash out something like hey, for for a look, future film like that, Pro Tools, like too. Yeah, exactly. Little Wayne took three <laughs> days to come up with the Packers hype song, and we all know how that turned out. Boy, that's that's a reference that you can only get here on this fucking podcast with this fucking cheese head over here. <laughs> hey, I'm just, I'm just a salty splatoon over here, man. It's just, it's. 
I'm all these references just being fucking tossed around. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just real, real mad about it. And it's still on my mind. It's still fresh. Three days. He really, he really workshopped that one live. Huh? Yeah. He was like, I made it in three days and I think it's my best work. And it wasn't his best work. Yeah. It was rough, but does he have best work? Something yeah, dude. Little Wayne fucking, you know, Ooh, didn't get pardoned. It's a good thing for season. What's your next season? Season 10? Season 10. 11? God, it is 10. Yeah. We got to go we big for scores 10. instead of directors. Oh, anyway, we already um, have an idea what we're doing, John. Yeah, Who? I think we are going. Uh, yeah, oh, this all this all is an off mic no, discussion. We, yeah, the these listeners, unless you... Unless you subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe we'll like tag in up. what's next at the end of that Patreon lost That episode. Patreon thing would be, yeah, that would be really cool. Oh like, my would be, God. It would just, just like, spoil it. Just keep holding the viewers, ho- the listeners hostage like yeah. that. BVS, yeah. Bay versus Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> That's real funny. <laughs> That's a funny it's joke. It's a funny <laughs> joke. That's anyway. really good. Yeah, what you got there, John? Um, no, the other drama that sticks out is the fact that the screenwriters were blacklisted in Hollywood and then mm. someone else. I think the credit was given to Pierre Buell. Buell? Yeah, the, uh, like, he doesn't even speak English or something. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. who's the original? He I guess won the, the Oscar. The dude who like wrote the novel, right? From what I'm I'm guessing. Like, yeah, he uh yeah, he oh, wrote the yeah, bridge over right. the River Kwai. That's right. And he also wrote the uh Planet of the Apes. Uh, novel, the original novel as well, but he won the Oscar, wow. the original Oscar for that. That's and crazy. The two screenwriters, yeah. Ma- Carl Foreman and Michael Wilson, who um, you know actually wrote the screenplay for the movie, were given the Oscar in 1984. You know, years after this movie had um, come out, and they were both dead at the time yet too. A- yet again, the Oscar is messing up. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> yet again, it's almost. It happens almost like shit every year if you kind of see it. That's well, except the Parasite year. I think I think that's a pretty that's a pretty solid. Uh, some year. people would the no, last not me, thing. but like not me, yeah. Damn. But some people right. would well, totally it, argue that it's, it's hey, well, it's no Green Book, am I right, fellas? That's I true. mean, you're right. I'd take <laughs> Parasite. I mean, I'll take a lot of things over Green Book any day. Oh, Parasite, man, Parasite. Oh, Parasite's well, great. It's a different. It yeah. totally deserved it. But um, that and the the also very well known clash between, you know. The um, the clash between Al, uh, Alec Guinness and David Lean, who apparently like have clashed on multiple movies like David Lean called Alec Guinness yeah. his good luck charm. But apparently on every movie that he's had him on, like they're they're just at like, you know, blows with each other. Yeah. We're going to um, talk him again. He's in Lawrence of Arabia. He's yeah, playing that too. Yeah. He's that. And Dr. Shivako, I think, too. He oh, came in. He is. Yeah. Um, Dr. Shivako has like some epic music that I know from my childhood, but, uh, can I, can I reference real quick? Well, unless you were going to read the quote, there's a really great quote. Uh, do you have it there? No, 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 I don't actually. I think I know what okay. you're talking about, but you can, I, no, okay. It's, it's a great, uh, kind of like breakdown of, uh, one of their issues. Um, on another occasion, they argued over the scene where Nicholson reflects on his career in the army. Lean filmed the scene from behind Guinness and exploded in anger when Guinness asked him why he was doing this. Yeah. After Guinness was done with the scene, Lean said, now you can all fuck off and go home, you English actors. Thank God that I'm starting work with an American actor tomorrow. Yeah, William hey, Holden was set know, to arrive right. on set. Yeah, Holden, yeah. It, it goes to show that Americans, they can at least do film right. <laughs> They got something. We got yeah. something, baby. <laughs> we got some. We got Hollywood. That's so but. crazy that Alec Guinness wanted to add some humor. Like he wanted to play Nicholson as like a kind of like a like a humor type of like, you it know, said, dude. On the Wikipedia, 
because I read all the same things you guys are talking okay, about. Okay, so yeah. we all read. Yeah, so we all read yeah, yeah, let's all. Let's where else, all where else is this ocean. info at? Like, He's, I don't have. Like, I know, right? Wikipedia is the source, man. Was it? He wanted to be sympathetic, a sympathetic like humor, yeah, humorous like type of. I think there's a halfway point in the movie when we watch it. Like, you know, it's kind of like it's a. I think compromise. Them, yeah, I think them clashing Lean and Guinness actually results in the kind of the the performance, the, yeah. the best outcome. Because mm-hmm. like I texted Brent, and I was like, dude, Colonel Nicholson is my like spirit animal. I fucking love his character. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He is. He awesome. He, I love him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I, th- I think he I think he is in a lot of ways uh and where he ends up is very interesting and it's I interesting his, that his closing arc yeah god dude it's, it's so, so tragic good yeah it's yeah, so that tragic is pretty good yeah. like yeah. It, it's got me thinking that's not in a long time uh so i've known about this movie for like a good amount of like you know i mean years like you know my dad would reference it as a kid and you know he he loves war movies and stuff and it's just um you know, it's always been there, but I've never actually fully seen it until very recently for for this podcast. And I'm mm-hmm. so glad I chose it because, like, it stuck with me the way, like, a really good... There's just those movies where that stick with you, no matter, right. like, you know, like, you know, you're yeah. you're thinking about them long after they've ended. And, like, I couldn't stop thinking about it after I watched it. Would you like, say it was a jolly good show? It was a jolly good show. Oh. Good show. It's a, it's a jolly good show. It's, Every um, time you said good show, I was like... Yeah, and the, um, I fucking love this. Cheers I, keeps like yeah. make, he makes fun of it at one point, like in yeah. tongue in cheek. And do it's you pretty... think Nigel Thornberry was based on Nicholson? Oh my god, that's a good. <laughs> He's at least based on like David Lean or somebody well, like probably. somebody old, yeah, ultimately British. I, I uh, yeah, I mean that's something I thought a lot about watching it too because I I didn't know. But Nigel Thornberry, Nigel Thornberry, yes, uh, no, <laughs> Professor but, uh, Lupin. I thought Nigel about Thornberry. how fucking British. Yeah. David Lean is and how rare it is that you see um, a war movie, a POW movie, whatever you'd classify this as um, like a a British perspective on wars. And it's something that you see a little bit with Lawrence of Arabia, too. But I think like at least for me, I'm so used to seeing like the American war film. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Saving Private Ryan's or whatever, the more modern ones um, or the Sergeant York's, whatever. And it's like it's really cool to see uh, a movie that like has like like embedded in its DNA. It's like so fucking British, but it's like all about their position in the war. And like, I don't know, like to the point where um, Alec Guinness thought this movie was like anti anti British. Yeah, Yeah, like anti British, which is not even like what I thought at all. Mm. If, If anything, I thought it was like pro British. When I was watching yeah. it, you know? Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I guess you could say that about the ultimate ending. But we can get we'll, we can get into that later. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. just start from the top then, fellas. Yeah, sure. Well, I want to say, because you you what? said some like introductory thoughts about what you thought about. Oh, it. yeah. What, um, yeah. What well, is, let's let's, let's really time back you, up. Yeah, back it up. Yeah. Break it down. Um, bust, bust it up. I don't know. Bust, bust it up. I don't know what the song is. John, yeah. bust yeah. it up. 
What, what's your I wanted to say too, like your you were talking a little bit about this before we started, but like your relationship with David Lean, what you've seen of his stuff, if anything. Like when did you, and, did you meet uh, him? Like when you meet him, yeah. when were your first I mean, did you think he was he cute? Was, he was my stepdaddy, my my grand stepdaddy. <laughs> anyway, um no, but um he's um so this is actually the first David Lean movie I've seen all the way through. Like, you know, I've always known about Lawrence of Arabia. I've known about scenes from it. I've seen scenes from Lawrence of Arabia. I've seen scenes from Dr. Shivako. I've actually uh, grew up with a soundtrack to Dr. Shivako, but I've never seen the whole fucking movie. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen the... What, Brent, what's the name of the movie that we did last? The first... Uh, Brief Encounter. <laughs> Brief Encounter. No, I haven't seen Brief Encounter. Brief Encounter, Encounter. Brief Encounter oh, is, I think, in the... Brief Encounter. Encounter. It's in, like, so it's on the Criterion channel right yeah you I can watch it, it yeah there. dude it's like a, it's like a soft 88 minutes yeah it's shot. yeah and see it's like so that's good. the whole thing too is like you know watching lawrence of arabia i'm like holy shit like it's this daunting is, gotta, it's four hours you have to like, like set yeah. aside like half a day or at least in the you know an actual you know, there's not an intermission day, you can like, like kind of split yeah in the middle yeah. but i feel like we should for lawrence of arabia we should try to rent out like a theater and oh my god that'd be great yeah. let's do it Dude, um, that is such a good idea. I'm we can so request the draft house to do it because the draft house I'm is putting that in the fucking notes, dude. Yeah, we should. I think that is one I'll of the movies there. that's on a list I saw. And if you want to join us, listener, if you're in San Antonio, how can they contact us? If you're in San Antonio, you have how, a mask, dude. You can. And you have a mask. Uh, email us at directorshowdown at gmail.com. Subscribe to the delphin pod patreon and we'll let you go for free <laughs> there's like no infrastructure for that at all holy but shit fuck no it. this is a great idea uh, dude well, that is i'm so glad you mentioned that well, that's such a well, yeah that idea. deserves to be seen on like a giant i mean it's shot yeah. like what on 75 mil that that just, is like, it's maybe freaking... the most epic movie i've ever seen and like yeah we'll talk about it a bunch so but, yeah. so yeah we we don't have the date planned out right now but if you if you follow us on the, the Twitter, right? That's where we're at. Yeah, Twitter.com. The Twitter.com. Honestly, hit us up and be like, yeah, up. we'll fucking spread out and uh, yeah. watch it. That'd be that'd be so cool to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, um, we'll, we'll plan on that. That sounds freaking awesome. But mm, this was yeah. the first movie I've seen like all the way through. And holy shit, was this epic. Like, you know, everything's kind of like it's I've never seen. I guess I was going into a little bit of this earlier, but like I've never seen a war film like this where it's just kind of like. To me, uh, this could be just a naive, just like because I've only seen it once, and like you know, just the first first impressions of it is that like it's kind of like I don't know. You have like a mismatch of tones there that are kind of happening at some point. Like at some point, it's very it's very British and bro like and pro British ideals and super like you know it's it's about like how principle yeah it's like, about yeah, principle honor. and stuff like that. But what it's happening is actually like war. Like you know, it's like they're prisoners of war. And the American, you know, William Holden is like, why do you, what's wrong with all of you fuckers? Like, it's just, yeah. this kind of crazy. Shears, right? I'm glad you shears. said that. And because then, the movie to me, when I saw it, it's, it's very colorful. It's a colorful film. Yeah. Well, There's so many viewpoints and yeah. perspectives. Like and it's also yeah. literally like the way the aesthetically it's beautifully shot. And like, I saw a Blu-ray copy of it where like, it's a 4k restoration Oh, and it was like, that. oh, I'm jealous, man. And Fuck. it is like, man, like every shot and every frame, like especially, you know, this is going to sound weird, too. But whenever Shears is in his um, in the hospital setting and everything is colored, like, you know, color time just perfectly, like, you know, the trees are super green and the sky is like mega blue. You're just like, whoa, that, whoa, this is freaking insane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I've never seen like a, a movie like this because then you switch to 
and just to touch on it briefly, we can get into it like later, but like to have like such a weird, chaotic, I don't want to say nihilistic. That's the word that's coming to me, but like some, like an ending like that is just like kind of insane. Like wherever all the realism kind of hits and all the, like the reality of the situation is happening and it's just leaves you with that. And you're just mm-hmm. kind of like thinking about it long after the credits have rolled and you're just like, wait, what's going on? Cause and then you hear like a happy yeah. March, like Mal- uh, Malcolm Arnold's like, Oh my God. Like the score so, is the like, ending. Oh, fuck. like his you're March is, is, now, is, yeah. uh, is, is like, you know, after the, cr- you know, hitting the credits and you're just like, wait, what just happened? You're just like, mm-hmm. Holy hell. Like, it's one Dang. of those movies that feels so modern. And I kept, oddly enough, I kept thinking of like 2001, which is a weird movie to compare it to, but it's also like an epic too. But it's like, it's yeah. a movie that in amongst its peers in the era that it came out, it was so fucking modern. And like, Kwai is obviously a totally different thing than that movie, but it, it felt so modern. I, I kept thinking of like, five bloods watching this movie too like the whole especially the second half when them trekking through the 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 jungle and all that stuff but uh yeah there's so many weird like modern things going on in this movie that i liked a lot yeah it's in um yeah it's pretty insane the fact that like you get and it's also like very i mean it's obviously i don't want to say that because like i haven't technically fully seen lawrence of rave but it's like not epic in scope but it kind of is as that like it's still pretty blockbuster ish for what the what the whole movie is because like it's it's pretty big like in you know yeah for what what's actually happening and you know it follows multiple multiple viewpoints and there's multiple storylines at one point you think the movie is about this and then it totally changes direction after a while yeah fucking shears on a beach yeah shears on a beach (laughs) or just like you know you you know you're actually led to believe at one point like 30 minutes in that shears is dead and then oh you're just yeah, like, yeah like, I yeah. thought he fucking died. Yeah, and you're like, whoa, okay, cool. Yeah. It's gonna be one of those movies, and then like it changes to something else, and then it changes to something else, and you're just like, whoa, what the hell is going on here? Like, and then it all like you know the way the climax brings it together is just like, wow, this is like pure storytelling. And then you know, like I said, even aesthetically, like the way everything fits in frame, though you know, it's almost like silent movie techniques where like thousands, not thousands, but like hundreds of extras probably like in frame, like everything is just. He likes to have lots of things filling your frame up, and most of them are people, you know, in a way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. well, it's the it's just, I think it's, it's the super grand. We talked about it on Brief Encounter, right? Like pictorialism was that the word? Yeah. It's like it's like he was one of the very first directors to realize like we can be artistic about what we put in the frame, um, <clears throat> and to the point where like he's the inspiration for. That's why we talk about the season. It's kind of like a director showdown origins like he inspired like spielberg Kubrick. you can see spielberg, yeah, spielberg, Definitely Kubrick, spielberg. spielberg for sure uh, temple of doom i got a lot of temple of doom vibes from the bats flying <laughs> oh yeah like yeah literally because like it literally cuts to the same way too like shears is hacking down shit oh, that's true and then he yeah. looks up and then there's a bunch of bats or stuff like that i'm just like wow like i this mean is like the yeah. madness the madness lines kind of remind me of apocalypse now the a mad- bit. yeah yeah yeah, this movie does have some like pre pre apocalypse now, uh, I think stuff going on. Like like er, er, early on in the movie when you know Nicholson kind of starts taking over, I was like, is this like going to be some Colonel Kurt shit? Mm. And it it kind of is, but it's like 
what if Colonel Kurtz didn't go mad? What if he was like the a ultimate solid motherfucker? Yeah. yeah, he's like all about order. And whereas like Kurtz is like fucking like beauty and chaos, let everything die and burn. And, yeah. And fucking Guinness is like, no, we are British gentlemen. men. Yeah, it's like this Bring bridge will be up. here 100 years from now. And we mm-hmm. can say that we did our best and uh you know it's 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 crazy the the parallels some british civility to the (laughs) uncivilized world so uncivilized yeah you know it's obi-wan right because you called him the the british guy in your text and i was like does he know that that's that he's obi-wan he's obi-wan yeah yeah so obi-wan kenobi the original Oh yeah, he is. <laughs> Hello there. He does look. Yeah, he looks totally different. I mean, he's like twenty his voice, years younger. I can hear his voice. His voice is yeah, totally it, it though. Sense, and maybe yeah. it's just because I've seen Star Wars like Clone a Wars fuck ton of times. But yeah, yeah. I was like immediately. I was like, okay, cool. I can see why Lucas or like whoever the hell like the studio casted him in Star Wars. Like, I, I can it, totally yeah. tell. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's funny because that's a that's a one step away from Akira Kurosawa. The other. Yeah, Guinness is, is ah. you, you could say Guinness is a bridge connecting Lean and uh Coruscant. And Coruscant. Weird. It's a fun little joke there for you. Yeah. Um but uh <laughs> a fun little joke. A fun little well, also, joke. Also there's a lot of crossfades. I mean, well there's no there's not very many crossfades in Star Wars, but like the way the transitions go, I think that's an old like just an that's old uh well, and Lean is a is an editor. He like we talked yeah, about this. Like uh, Robert Weiss, Robert Weiss, who um, yeah. did he edited Citizen Kane, and then he did eventually did like you know Day of the Earth is still. Um, oh, I didn't know that. What the hell oh, is the shit, other movie? Um, that. The Haunting, the original okay. Haunting, which yeah. is the Haunting of Hill House mm-hmm. uh, uh, adaptation. Yeah, yeah, he did lots of stuff there. He also did something really big too. I think it might have been Star Trek: The Motion Picture, the first one. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, Robert Weiss, yeah, was was fine. an editor and he edited Citizen Kane and then went on and actually did like other movies himself. You know, they Day the Earth is still was you know, that the original one, the I like the the Reeves one too. Uh, you know, hot take, but the um the original The original one's great. Like yeah. yeah, and so like yeah, most editors they just have a good eye. Like Lean, yeah. Lean was an editor, I think, like 10, 15 years before he directed a movie, or at least like five or five or ten. Yeah, he but, did like newsreels at, at at one point, and then yeah, moved into other shit. Really, like yeah, feature films. Yeah, and, um, but yeah, there's like all this old footage of him like talking about like. It's all about cutting. Uh, you have to cut the picture and like all this stuff, and it's like so great. He's so That's fucking a, British. It's a very classic uh, mentality to. M- movie making because like mm-hmm. back then it was all in the cuts like you know even hell even lucas up until the f- fucking prequels like mm-hmm. said like oh all this shit is made in post like you know it's like mm-hmm. you know you can shoot as much as much as you want but yeah all and, that and shit lucas is like you never know, good yeah exactly <laughs> well, well i don't know about that <laughs> at one point adam likes dropping the hot ones i just on, like this pod. i don't yeah. know if that's a the hottest of takes though. yeah that's no, pretty, it's, it's yeah, a pretty yeah, common take it's pretty common take. yeah he directed one good movie. Like, uh, two. I agree a lot with that take. Yeah. <laughs> hey, He's a mostly bad director. Hey, you know, yeah. Sure. Um, but boy, yeah. What I haven't we, even uh, seen his good one. I haven't seen American Graffiti. I still, I, I still need to, I have not seen it either. Yeah, apparently that's okay. like his best, isn't it? It's pretty, it's really good. I wouldn't say it's best. I still say his best is probably Star Wars. Not THX. The original one. THX, THX is pretty good. It's, no, it's not as good as Star Wars, but THX is, is good. Neither is American a, Graffiti. Gra- 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 American Graffiti is like... I don't want to say like, you know, see, because American Graffiti and Star Wars are apples and oranges. Yeah. But like totally, American yeah. Graffiti is like, and this is weird to me, but I always think of like three movies whenever you think of those hangout movies. It's American Graffiti, 
Dazed, Dazed and Confused and Can't Hardly Wait. Oh, like those are the three, like I feel like a trilogy of like coming oh. of age kind of like Can't Hardly Wait is obviously like maybe far off from the other two. But those Days and Confused and Can and American Graffiti are very similar in like Yeah, those seem like of a piece with each other. Yeah, like yeah. they're almost companion pieces, but Graffiti's pretty good. It's it's really just a, a giant that's his most I feel like it's his most personal flick because it's a giant homage to race cars and fucking yeah and just and just yeah hanging hanging like it's a it's you know if you're watching Mm. once upon a time in hollywood and if it was made in the 50s or something like it's it's yeah yeah um man okay okay yeah we're talking bridge bridge on the river Kwai. um where do where do you even start with this i mean you start from the beginning start from the beginning opening up with the crosses Yes. And we just finish with the crosses at hey, the end of Seven Samurai EP set together. You see that too? Oh, yeah. That's a nice little I, I was like, huh. That's a nice little the bridge. The crosses are like, it, you could say it's a nice little Kurosawa lean bridge. Br- bridges everywhere. Bridges. Uh, the, the, the best line was spoken in at the beginning. You guys remember it? Uh, at the beginning. The beginning. Mm-hmm. It was a great line. What is no, it? I guess I. The Japanese soldier just says, "I give you butt." Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Actually, yeah, that, yeah. that did kind of stick with me a little bit because I was like, <laughs> "Someone's gonna like, say what, this." It's like, what does he mean? Yeah, it opens with, uh, yeah, it opens with. I already holding. give you butt. You're yeah, like, I everyone wants butt. butt. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it like what? what Who does doesn't mean want by butt? that? Is it like a cigarette butt? I mean, he pulled out a bullet, right? Like he at pull- one point or something. But it, it could have conf- been a cigarette. But like, it confounded me because I was like, there were what? never really like girls, so it couldn't have been like butts, like female butts. Well, that comes back into. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I don't want to just I jump around, but like yeah. that apparently that does. Yeah, yeah. Like David Lean was forced to put in a white woman. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, and like you know, there's butt in more ways than one. Like at that point, he said he hated that scene. Yeah. Like where, where it did feel like kind of out of place. But it was I, I still, so out of place. Yeah, yeah. I, I still kind of liked it because I, I really like Holden as Shears in this movie. I think he's fucking great. His character is so he's almost like John Wayne esque. Dude, a little bit. I'm so glad you said that because like Shears, we'll talk about him a lot. Probably like he really feels like a rebuttal to John Wayne where it's like, what is what does the American hero look like if he's not a hero at all? If he just wants to fucking get out. Yeah, he's like the, the he's like a the rogue, you know. Yeah, he just wants to like get like he just yeah he just wants to like get out of the situation anyway. Oh, how he's such a weasel. That's really cool. Yeah, half. he's a weasel. Yeah. yeah, that's a really cool take on that because like you know you wouldn't have a whole lot of anti-hero like mm. archetypes during that time. So like it's, right. I guess especially it's like, as like this handsome American. As yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the handsome American is supposed to be the John Westgate. The John Wayne esque yeah. type, like where you just kind of like you know it, you know, yeah, like super masculine follows the rule and like super noble, mm-hmm. and but he is not. Yeah, he is not definitely. He plays the game at the camp. He plays Saito's game. He actually reveals yeah. what he did as a way just to get out of it. And he's yeah. just like, yeah, he lies about him. He wants to be tra- pretend to be sick or like bribes the guard. Yeah, you know we're introduced like right off the butt. You know, you you know that he is uh, a kind of kind of schemey sort of guy. Yeah, he's always trying to be like, "Hey, listen, I'm sick. All right, like get me out of here. I'm fu- I'm not feeling too." Like yeah. he's yeah. always trying to fucking weasel his way out, and then like mm-hmm. it's played up to not to get too ahead. Also, but like 
to great comedic effect in the second half when they're talking about like, oh, we'll do some test parachute jumps and uh, oh, oh, yeah. we don't have time for those. And he's like, are you sure you really like need me to go? Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. And then it's like the payoff with him is so fucking good i think like his yeah. arc is yeah great. he had a huge turnaround at the end yeah there, yeah which is crazy mm-hmm. i mean everyone had that i mean i don't want to talk about the climax yet but god that climax really yeah really turns shit it rocks crazy. you to your core like yeah. you know, like when you're watching this movie i kept like, being like this yeah like with like 20 30 minutes left to go i was like oh, they're really no. building to something here yeah. i've enjoyed the fucking building ride. it's great it's like a bridge yeah this movie's really bridging the gap to the end, uh, but no, I was like, I've I've like loved this entire movie, like pretty much every part. The, the, I feel like they're really gonna have to nail this ending, and I was like, oh, the ending's the best part. God damn. Okay, yeah, this is a fucking great movie. Um, but uh, yeah, Shears is great. So yeah, so uh, we have cool. Shears, we have Shears being the schemy guy, and then all of a sudden you hear some whistling. You hear some. Oh yeah. And then, yeah, it just keeps going on and, and on and on. And they're march. The the boys are marching in. Yeah. And they're looking. They're looking clean as fuck, right? God, it's so. At, this movie upended so many of my expectations. Yeah. And then it keeps going. It doesn't even fucking stop. Yeah. They keep going. And the one of my favorite parts in the movie was at the beginning. Yeah. With that march, because all of a sudden the orchestra starts fucking starts playing, playing along with them and i just felt like i felt like shivers because it was just like man these guys have that sort of discipline and attitude in the most dire situation like giving themselves up and still whistling yeah and then having that orchestra play like kind of shows what they believe in like their state of mind is above like the situation yeah. that's going on. Well, that's why I loved about that. Part. That's a really cool yeah. uh, observation too. Cause like, as they get closer and closer to the camera, mm. like you see that like their clothes are tattered and yeah. then like there's this close up on their shoes. Like at some point, like there's a, but yeah. they're still in step. Yeah. They're not still even in step and still like, you beat. still like just going at it and then the shoes are like ripped up and mm. you can see people's like just feet and stuff. And it's like, man, this is, this is it. This is pretty cool. Like, and that song is the uh, what's it called? It's like the down with Hitler. It's like it's, it's uh, literally about like taking down Hitler. The song. Yeah, it's um for this movie it was called like the River Kwai March or whatever. But like it's an actual like old. Yeah. I think it's called Colonel Bogey, like mm-hmm. the name of the the song. The, the yeah. Am- I don't know why the the Amazon thing I was uh, that popped up the X Ray thing was saying like this song is uh, the the down with Hitler. Some, so I think it was like a song that, that at the allies whistled. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Like, which is such a, another big, like, fuck you. I don't care that we're prisoners. Like we're marching in here. Like, yeah, we own the fucking place. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really like all of that, all of like Nicholson's, you know, Colonel, Colonel Nicholson. Right? Yes. Like really upended what I was expecting from this thing. Cause I was like, Oh, it's a POW movie. That's right. Okay. And then it's like, oh, well, it kind of is. Okay, well, okay, well, now he's fucking taken over. And uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. love the turn that it makes because when you yeah. when you see Colonel Nicholson, and we all have the preconceived like ideas about how the Japanese treated people because we all know mm-hmm. how in 
terrible the Japanese Imperial Army was. They were not, they were very unethical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I was going into that moment, I'm like, I don't know what Nicholson is doing here because, yeah, Japanese don't fuck around in World War II. Mm-hmm. And to see, like, Nicholson fucking... The book of... Uh, yeah, he brings out the Geneva Accords. <laughs> Geneva, yeah. And he's just like, look, it's right right here. It says um, you're not supposed to make the officers uh, work. Yeah. And then I'm like, dude, what the fuck what are, you, the doing? Fuck are dude, you doing? Yeah, the arc that it takes, because when that happened, yeah. I was like, oh, dude, this guy's fucked. This guy and is And then it sticks fucked. with this guy's fucked for a while. Yeah. And he's like thrown in the fucking the oven, basically. But he's so fucking <sighs> solid and I love it. Yeah. He yeah. fucking pushes through. They weren't going to flinch even if they like were going to fire a count of three. Like they were just like, yep. Yeah, this, this is the end. end. This is the end. So good. Yeah. And, and Shears is watching just like. He's going to do fuck, it, dude. Like you're going to yeah, die. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, that that influences like Shears because that comes back around later with Shears and stuff. But also, yeah, I mean, just just that. Yeah, I actually thought that was it. Like, you know, I thought it was going to be because I had known that like or, yeah. I had known that Allegheny won an Oscar for this movie and stuff. And so, like, I was like, wow, he won it like for fucking 10 minutes or like 15 <laughs> minutes or something. Uh, yeah. I was like, holy shit. Like, I yeah. thought it was one of those Oscars where like, you know, they just come out like, you know, somebody the, like burns up the screen mm-hmm. for five minutes and like gets nominated. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, you know, I did. Uh, I think Alec, you know, similarly similarly named Alec Baldwin got nominated for that Oscar in Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, which is, you know, he was only Mark Wahlberg. Dude, Mark Mm. Wahlberg has like five minutes of screen time in departed. Yeah. And then he's like nominated. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. And I was like, Holy shit. Like he killed it so bad in this, like, you know, movie, like just for like these first couple of scenes and he's getting it. And I thought I was like, Mm. man, rightly deserved. And then, yeah, the movie goes into, yeah. In my yeah, opinion, yeah. like into very different directions than what I thought yeah. the movie was going to go. Mm. I, I like how it like confidently. Yeah, it like it like th- it like threw Guinness away in the oven for like 30 minutes or yeah, 20, 30 the, minutes. The and, and it's like, OK, that like I don't know where that's going, but then it kind of refocuses on shears a little bit and the escape attempts and stuff like that. Um, and you're like, huh, OK, I. Like I just kept, I just kept. You know, not now I think about it. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of right about the whole, the Kubrick shit with it. Except this one has like yeah. the instead of the split in the middle, it's the, it, it's the two stories going back and forth sort of thing. Yeah, in this movie because yeah. it's Shears and Nicholson, the two mm-hmm. dueling stories with different philosophies yeah, on how to yeah. conduct warfare, mm-hmm. and that's the. I think that's ultimately the most interesting part about this because. Nicholson is more like he's the old school, you know, good boy, like soldier. Yeah. Well, Shears is like the commando kind of like the sneaky kind of, you know, sneaky, sneaky soldier. How to win. How do you win the war as opposed to being like following the rules of war? Mm hmm. Sort of thing. It's a little. Uh, I mean, it it was really like an order versus chaos thing. It was yeah. very yeah. like primal in how it kind of set these two guys up, and just the fact that it like followed that all the way through with like uh, just the kind of chaotic maneuvering that Shears was constantly doing of like, like all all Shears wanted to do was like have sex. Like that's all he wanted He's to do. He's like, laid. I gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah, so I can go have sex with this like beautiful nurse. 
or she's only dressing up as a nurse, I guess. Yeah. And then fucking on the flip side, you have Nicholson who's like fucking just do. I got to stay right the fuck here. Yeah. Because that's what they told me to do. I was ordered to surrender. Yeah. He's like, plans of escape. Nope. We're going to stay right here. Well, and then, yeah. And and Warden, like, yeah. Warden's character is kind of like a third, kind of a little in between, sort of. The, Which like, one? The doctor? The, not Medic, the doctor, I mean, the, um, the Joyce or the British guy. Who's yeah, on his name mission. is Warden. It's James something. Like, I forgot what his fucking, I'm trying to open my phone up again to. Because I know, yeah, they, they do. They bring in that third some character. More interesting dynamics. I was uh, gonna, Jack Hawkins, his character, uh, his, na- his name is actually Warden. Oh, you mean? Oh, yeah, the British, the British commando I he was Joyce. major. He's Joyce, right? Warden no, Joyce no, Major. No, the, the other guy. Joyce is the guy. shy swimmer dude. The Canadian. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 The Canadian. Yeah. Warden yeah. is kind of like, kind of on the Nicholson. He's on the in between. Yeah. Yeah, he's in between because he's kind of like you know, kind of you can totally tell he's kind of in it for the thrill and kind of just wants. He's still very pro. You know pro agenda i guess and like nicholson is kind of still looking out for for himself or mm-hmm. not, not nicholson uh shears yeah yeah but it's it's kind of a really cool in between and when you introduce him into the mix it's it's really interesting because like yeah. you kind of have him uh like he's very much in command and calling a lead but he's also like you get this feeling that he's kind of reckless and doesn't really know like what's really at stake yeah you know um in this whole thing instead of just a game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what that's what Shears calls him out on. And he's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is like, you know, you you are all crazy. Like, this is yeah. insane. You guys just want to die, you know, following the rules. And that's not mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. shit's about. And that's and, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then you have the uh, then you have Saito, who is the yeah. who who is the Nicholson wannabe. Yeah, he's the Nicholson. He wants complete order, but he just doesn't know how to do it. To, he yeah. can't. He's like a chaotic order guy. He's he's like he can't he can't do it. Yeah, that that is. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to bring up Saito also as a point of comparison with all the other guys, because the whole like he introduces the or who who is it uh, who says be happy in your work? That's Saito. Saito does yeah. first. Right. And then like uh, later on, she says that to Shears. Joyce. Yeah, it is Shears. That's right. And so there's like this full, mm-hmm. there's this underlining like philosophy of like the be happy in your work that all of them kind of end up weirdly representing. Like Saito is kind of trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicholson is doing that, I would right. say. Yeah, like Nicholson's he actually highest, gets yeah. everybody on board to building the bridge and they do it and they're all like stoked to to do it. Warden and is then, second. I feel like James uh, Hawkins' character is like... Mm-hmm. He's like second, like he's because Shears looks up to him sort of until like he loses. I don't want to say loses respect, but like there's that there moment where like, you know, his foot is injured and yeah, Shears is kind of. Uh, well, he's he's on the same kind of in that moment. He's like uh, he's like Nicholson. He's like, I'm going to fucking die. He's like, I'm going to stay here and die proud. And he's like, yeah, fucking cool it. Like, fucking let's let's just go like you can live. You don't have to be a and goddamn, still do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like yeah. you don't have to like chill out. Like uh, Shears to me was kind of like the, I don't know, like the most, the like most approachable kind of angle into these, these characters. He really right, feels, yeah. and he's the, you know, that's why this movie is big in America. I'd say is cause like, he's kind of the Americans way into these other cultures. Mm, yeah. um, if it, this movie's like very culture clashy to me. Yeah. That's definitely. kind of my read on it. It's like Japan, 
Britain, America. And like they all have their, their, they all have their different interpretations of yeah. honor. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Cause like the Bushido code and then the British code of honor and America. Cause, cause American honor is probably like a little bit on the, on the lower end of things where it's like, let's just try to survive. Side. Yeah. Individualism. Like, yeah. Survival. Yeah. 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 Well, individualism. I mean, that's a great yeah, point. Individualism, yeah. And then with, uh, the British is like civility is their sort of code of honor. And then the Japanese are, uh, there's like, they have the warrior honor code mm-hmm. where you have to do any, anything that it takes to, to, you know, get that fucking bridge. built. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's the, <laughs> that's the dynamic that I'm, I, I'm looking forward to seeing this a second time because like the, Saito Nicholson dynamic is so fucking interesting. Yeah. I love and there's it. so mm. much like that. I really need to like uh catch on a second viewing where like the there's uh, yeah, there's just so much fucking uh, subtext and like body language. And like when uh, Saito invites Nicholson in for, you know, a meal and he sets his nice meal up and a drink and all that. It's like, stuff. OK, I'll play you. I'll play your game. He's trying Nicholson. to seduce him. Yeah, in a way, basically, yeah. like he's trying to like they're, they're, it's like these two cultures, like trying to find a fucking middle ground. Almost Saito looks up to Nicholson. Like yeah. he's totally yeah. jealous that Nicholson for sure commands this thing. And like, you know, all these people are not listening. Like they're his fucking soldiers are sabotaging the work on the bridge. Yeah, and they're just like, yeah, we're behind, and and they're easily bribed by the prisoners. Like they don't even, they yeah. don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, because I mean that was shown at the beginning. Like he's like, I give you butt, I give you butt. Yeah, it was Whatever. already setting up yeah. that Saito's like not he's a got weak his commander. Guys. <laughs> yeah, he's not very good. He's not a very good leader. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, then they, <laughs> so Nicholson does the. He does the impossible. He stays He stays resolute in his ideals and principles and stays in the oven no matter how... He looked fucking miserable. He looked fucked up, but yeah. he just like, nope, I'm sorry that I I, I can't accept... Um, no, he's like, I can't accept... Uh, I can't accept that promise. We're going to have to keep... Yeah. We'll just stay here. <laughs> Like after right. yeah, he's he literally on the verge of death. Yeah. On, give in to anything. Yeah. On the he's, performance too. Like he's he's fallen over, but he's he snaps back mm. into like posture. And oh yeah. yeah, I love that scene where they're all standing there and that one British officer just fucking falls. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. that was and yeah, and all of them, like yeah, Nicholson too is just like still trying to keep well nicholson yeah. too even when he's walking to the one you know like when they're taking him out of that oven thing mm. where he's like you know they're letting him walk on his own and he try he's looks like he's about to fall over like you know he's like kind of he leans over like forward lean and then kind of yeah david leans over and then just like kind of like stops himself and then like you know mm. snaps back into like a tension position or something and that's even the same thing when like you know where saito's talking to him and Saito starts talking to him and then you see him like at one point, like kind of like being very exhausted and then mm-hmm. buttons up his like his shirt when he finally accepted the. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just yeah. like, God damn, this is fucking this dude's like, fuck this dude for being so cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, cool it's fuck. an insane performance, man. Yeah. yeah. And the scene when he when he gets out of the uh, solitary confinement oven thing, it's like you guys probably read the trivia thing where it's like he 
he it's like subconsciously based that walk of like being like uh-huh. exhausted yeah. on his son who was recovering from polio. Yeah. And he was like, that's probably the best acting I'll ever, I'll ever like give right there. Like, and it's so good. Like, yeah. Like how he physically, I don't know if he actually lost a bunch of weight for it, but he looked so much thinner. I wouldn't be surprised if he did lose some weight. Cause he looked yeah, so Christian bail like, route. Yeah, but also it maybe didn't, and it's just he sold it so hard that I thought he fucking like, yeah got skinny. Mm-hmm. Same, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's just yeah, he's incredible in this movie. I think, God, I think have I only seen him in Star Wars and Lawrence of Arabia? He's great in Lawrence of Arabia, but he's also kind of Obi Wan esh like esque in that movie where he's kind of like the the wise kind of like leader that leads uh. Arab Larry to, to where he needs to go. Uh, but no, yeah, he's great and like nuanced in this movie. And mm. it makes sense that he, he won the Oscar for this, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, he's great. He's great. Okay. So yeah, he, <laughs> I mean, long story short, uh, they get, they, they, they finally make Saito break. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe it, right? Like, I I would have thought, like, like years ago, this guy would have just given up and just, like, not... Just just do what Saitos is. Like, in the back of my mind, I was like, dude, just fucking... Just fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Just fucking do what Saitos says. But he doesn't. Yeah. And that's what made him so badass to me. Like, he just... Like, his power of belief in what he does overcame any sort of physical like thing and then when he convinces Saito to finally do it to where the officers don't have to work and himself I love the scene where it does a it's a close-up on some soldier and he says he's done it and they all run up to him and it's like this joy. It, it's fucking beautiful. That yeah. Scene where well, he like walks up. out of the meeting yeah. with Saito and everybody runs up and cheers. He's done it. And it's like, oh, shit, the whole dynamic mm. kind of just changed. There's a scene of yeah. Saito crying during that. Yeah, he was too. sobbing. Yeah. God, dude. He just yeah, lost. Just like wild. he knows he lost. And he's just, just absolutely like cucked by fucking Alec. Alec oh, yeah, man. Just just completely. And then and then soon after that is the, the meeting about the bridge. Right, mm. like pretty soon after that. Yeah, where they're just yeah, like, a couple of, look, yeah. look, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna hey, take listen, care of it. Okay, uh, your guys doing a trash the, job. Just absolutely. That's where you see Saito up. actually defeated. Like you see yeah. him, he's kind of like he's, he's giving in to yeah. every. He's like, hey, can we get some food here? And he's like, yeah. He's real some fucking tea. beta. He's a beta. Yeah, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's like. Yes, Daddy. Yes, Daddy. Mm-hmm. Yes, Daddy Guinness. And then at the very end, he's like, "Yeah, I, I already gave the order." And they're like, "Well, can you do yeah, this?" Like, and he's like, "I, <laughs> I gave the order already." And you're just like, "Oh shit! All right, cool." Yeah. Like exactly. uh, the my my engineer over here can take over, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I've done all these time studies, and um, I've checked the ground, and you're doing an absolutely shit job. This is not." <laughs> <what> <laughs> It's just, yeah, they turn him into a goddamn clerk. Like, he's a goddamn, like, uh, clerk, like, after the, he's doing, like, Jesus Christ, just clerical work at the, after they cuck him at dinner. (laughs) And it goes to show just, like, how far they cucked Sato because he cuts off the samurai hair, you know? Oh, my God, yes, which I also put as another, I have, like, a little, like, section about. He's been dishonored, yeah. uh, References to Seven Samurai. 
And mm. I was like, oh, well, I now know what that means and the weight of it because I just saw it's Seven Samurai. It's a big Samurai. fucking deal, yeah. It's a, it's a big deal in that, in that movie and just, like, in general. And he just cuts off his hair because he's like, I'm not in charge of this shit anymore. Like, and they... They they got me here. I mean, he was always prepping to kill himself, like the whole time. That, like he yeah. had the he had the knife, like in they his talk about jacket. it, right? Yeah, because yeah. I mean that's the Bushido code, right? Mm-hmm. And he was also prepared to do it at the end too, when uh, the bridge spoiler alert was complete, because mm-hmm. he had he put the knife into his coat pocket because he just never felt like he he never really accomplished it. Right. You know, he never really did it. Yeah, and he even let yeah. them fucking put that sign that said British. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the dude. ultimate cucking right there. Yeah, yeah, built by the British royal. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, which is, it's so funny too, though, because like on the flip side of that, you have, you know, these soldiers who are essentially building a, an incredibly useful device for like the enemy troops and there's that whole dynamic too, and I and I love how who's the med- the medic is the guy who keeps kind of like coming up and talking to him about like the sick and like he's what kind he's of doing. the gray area kind of guy yeah, too. I think yeah, name's like Clipton. The character's name is like, I like yeah, him Clipton a lot. Yeah, and he's, he's kind of like well, he's a smart. He's like the smart guy. In totally. The whole. Like, and I love that he's questioning Nicholson. Yeah. And just just he's the yeah, reality of the situation. confidence of like sometimes I wonder if you if you even hear what you're saying, Clipton, like yeah, just yeah. his fucking like yeah. rebuttals. Absolutely. Like demolishing Clipton. Too. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Like it's so there's some so, things you need to learn in the army, Clipton. Well, yeah. Even when like the first meeting between Clipton and Nicholson in that oven, like. Clifton tells like Nicholson is like, hey, like, yeah, you're gonna dude, we're him. we're prisoners. Like, he's like, no one's gonna care what happens to us and stuff. Like, why are you gonna let all these people like die? Like, like we, you know, you know, in like you know, just suffocating out there as opposed yeah. to just like working. And yeah, and then like Nicholson holds his ground and like that, mm-hmm. you know, him and Clifton always have a back. They have a back and forth right up until the very end, yeah, which is like pretty cool. Um, yeah, like Clifton, yeah. yeah, he's a pretty great character. I actually thought he was in on it, like for this whole. Because there was that scene, um, I'm jumping ahead, but there's that scene at the very end for Clifton uh, where he says, like, no, I'll just watch the festivities from the mountain. And I was like, yeah, this motherfucker yeah. knows. Like, what this did, fun, did, he, like, did he just, like, you know, because right before that, we get that scene where the charges are being set and stuff. So I was like, wait, does this guy know? Did this guy, like, was he yeah, the he one was, who rung the bell, yeah. like, you know, on the radio or some shit? I don't know. Like, but no, I guess it wasn't. I think it was more like an intuitive sense of things because he always has had that. Yeah. And he did see oh, that's good, something like yeah. that, right? Yeah. Like, I just don't, I just have a bad feeling or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he just always had that sort of, that was his character's that's realistic yeah, uh, that's a, yeah. expectations of things. I also feel like yeah. he was never really fully won over to yeah. them, like, building the bridge. Like, he was always kind of, like, He wanted to sabotage it. it and, yeah. 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 Let's escape and type of stuff like that. Like, we're, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Because that's something that I kept wondering yeah, Nicholson's such an interesting character, and it's it's wild. I keep thinking how crazy it is that it's like 1957. A character this like complex and uh, interesting was was in a movie, but it's yeah, it's just crazy. I kept being like, huh? So okay, I understand the like uh, you know uh, be. I already forgot the quote. Um, something in your work. What is it? Be happy in, be your, happy work. in your work, and it's like yeah, he believes that. It's like you're creating a, you know, a thing that's going to be around long after the war has ended, all this stuff. Like, I understand the logic of that, but then you're like, 
at least me, I kept being like, yeah, he's really getting in deep, though. Like, he's really, really happy with this bridge and just like well, uh, this yeah. is this is the arc or the bridge of yeah. his character mm-hmm. <laughs> is that he Nicholson. His flaw is that he's too goddamn good of a leader. Yeah. He's so blinded by his competency of being a leader. It's insane. And that's why the ending is so good, because that's when he finally wakes up to that idea is that he's just, man, maybe I am just like way too good at this and I should have not been so invested in this thing. Yeah. You know, you know what it actually reminded me of, uh, is the, I I don't think you've seen it, Adam, but the wind rises. Have you seen the wind rises, John? I have not. That's a Miyazaki flick, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's kind of similar in, in what it's trying to say. I feel like where that movie is all about, you know, the guy who created the zero, aircraft for japan right and it was created you know in outside of times of war but then they entered world war ii and it became this like killing machine right and the whole kind of movie is about this complicated relationship between you know creation for creation's sake versus like what do you do when that thing is meant to destroy or like kill people and so it really felt like a companion piece kind of like on the opposite side, I guess, even uh, of like of that kind of struggle, too, you know, because that, that, that's yeah. that brings up what John and I John and I had a had, had, we were filming last mm-hmm. weekend and we had some really good discussions on art and. I'm be sure I'll, I'll bridge this back to the conversation. Absolutely. Bridge um, bridges. The, the, the conversation was about uh like critique and criticism mm-hmm. of art. And I, my personal philosophy about criticism, I mean, you know, our whole fucking podcast is critique, right? Uh, yeah. That there is, there is intent of a filmmaker or, in, I mean, you could just say intent of an artist when they yeah. create something. And then there's the consequence of the art. Like when someone looks at oh, a painting yeah. mm-hmm. Or someone watches a movie or reads a book, mm-hmm. right? And then you have you have you have artists like Alan Moore who are like who are brilliant with their intent, but when they look at the consequences of it, they hate it, mm. right? And I feel as this is my personal thing, so I I don't say this as an objective thing, but my own opinion is that when you release something out in the world. Mm-hmm. It's not yours anymore. The baby's gone. It's done. Mm-hmm. Whatever someone takes away from your movie, film, book, you have no control over that. You know, it's 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 done. And that's why, like, the, the, the saying, be happy in your work, is so, is really a good saying because you have to have that in creation. Mm-hmm. Because when you're done working, it's done. It's it's not yours anymore. It's gone forever. Yeah. And I, whatever happens to it is just like doesn't belong doesn't to you. Belong yeah, to it's yeah. and it's on them. Like yeah. you know, whenever <clears throat> whenever it's interpreted wrong, you know, you mm-hmm. brought up the Alan Moore. Yeah, we did talk about that a lot. I hope mm-hmm. you know the, the original conversation was like Alan Moore hates that 
the world took like wrong lessons from Watchmen, Watchmen or all this yeah. other stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, it's, that's not on Alan Moore anymore. Like it's yeah. just, yeah. Like he, that's yeah. I, I, I get that. Like, I he totally, sh- yeah. like honestly, like, I mean, I love the guy, but you should fuck off because it's just, that's, that's why I like David Lynch in a way, because David Lynch is just like, when he makes his movie, he doesn't say like what they're about. He's like, Whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. It's about it's you at this yeah. point. Like, he was in the, like yeah. talking about it. He was like, You want to talk about it? He's like, that is the talk. He's like, yeah. just like you watch it. And that's the thing is, don't yeah. get don't get David Lynch wrong. He's not that postmodernist to where it's like nothing. He does have intent. He knows what he's doing mm-hmm. in those films. Yeah. There mm-hmm. is an inherent mm-hmm. logic, but he's not gonna fucking tell you because he wants you to find out yourself. Mm-hmm. He wants you to do the work. Yeah. And if you find if it's different from his intent, he's like that's great. You've, you, you found something cool. that works for yeah. you. Yeah. And that's what like, I kind of, I feel really negatively toward, towards artists who say like, you need to interpret my art the way that I intended it. Intended, that's yeah. one way of looking at it. Sure. Yeah. You're allowed to look at that, but then it's like, you're defeating the whole point of like the whole point of like the beautiful thing about different, different perspectives. Mm-hmm. You know, if you you're you're being a fascist about it, if anything, like telling people <laughs> yeah. how to look at your art, you know? Yeah, that's like the yeah. uh, God. Who's the guy who directed Mother? Um, oh, Darren Aronofsky. Aronofsky a little had a little bit of that where he was like describing what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it's like Darren. Hey, come on, Darren. Come on. Chill out. Just hey, let him do just it. Let people. I mean, there's a lot people can take away. You don't have to like go spell it out for anybody. But also, what I was just gonna say is like. In, in the era of David Lean and stuff, uh, it's it's you could do that so much easier, I feel like. And these days when you can like, uh, I mean, journalism, you know, re-edits, remakes, reboots, whatever. It's like it's so Snyder cuts, Snyder cuts. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The best example, probably. It's like you can it's so much uh, easier now to like recontextualize the art and like to kind of like take control of i don't know it's like that that hit whatever that edit's gonna be whatever that snyder cut's gonna be it only exists because fans got angry enough about it yeah and i think about you know what we've talked about this too adam i think about mass effect 3 uh a game that's great that has a great ending i love the end. and that yeah. uh people got so angry about it that they forced them to put out a different ending and uh did that really fucking happen yeah. like i've only played yeah. mass effect one and i thought it was great i never played the other two but like the remasters are coming out. Two is pretty I had, great. I had man. no idea. Like, yeah. like yeah. there was a, another ending because like, you it know, was, like a Snyder esque like insane. type of situation where like, where it's like, Hey, um, like, or how I met your mother's situation too, where they're just like, well, there's a different ending on the DVD. If you want to do that. Oh God. Yeah. That too. Yeah. That's insane. But that's that's kind of crazy. Yeah. What they were going for was pretty cool. But you know, know uh, it, that's yeah. my own personal thing. <laughs> I liked what they were doing. With yeah. It. And like again, like the fans are entitled. They're entitled to their own opinion. Yeah, just don't be militant f- about it. I mean, just don't be. Uh, <laughs> you know, don't, don't scream people about off the internet. That's all I'm saying. You yeah, know. and that's. I mean, like to me, like it's fair for them. Like anyone can complain. You're allowed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when things get violent, obviously that's 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 where the line should it's, be. It's a bridge. <laughs> yeah. Too far. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At that point, mm. you're taking a bridge over troubled water. Yeah. I've got a hundred. Yeah. No, I don't. I guess like, yeah, because it, it, it goes down to just it's like things have become very religious, I guess, in, 
yeah. in a way. Mm-hmm. Because no one no one has religion anymore, so they make art like their religion or politics their religion. Yeah. And start becoming that sort of evangelical, like militant person mm-hmm. over, you know, yeah. The the most interesting things. Yeah. <laughs> like whether or not Ray was uh spoiler alert. <laughs> I don't. I don't even you know, need to say it. You know. You know. I, who, I just had yeah. to bring it up because of you, Brent. I know. I, yeah. I, I, I force it onto every. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, but you know, who wouldn't give a shit about uh, Ray being a Palpatine is uh, a guy like Shears. He's who, like, what's uh, a Star War? Yeah, I. Yeah, I want to talk about. Yeah, because I. I really do love. What a terrible terrible bridge there but yeah, it's know. a bad bridge it's yeah i thought i was gonna bridge, bridge back to like it, it's like the japanese the nicholson thing because i was like yeah. well the nicholson thing is actually pretty that's yeah. that that's we'll a go little to, go to that john because i was just gonna well, that, some other thing well like the bridge thing well we were talking about like you know what your art is and the, what the intent and then yeah. how people take it like yeah, in that yeah. case i mean the nicholson thing it probably would have been bad just just a bit i guess i don't know wait like, what do you mean how the yeah. bridge would have like you know because he obviously felt oh. at the very end that like you know the his work would have led to some serious consequence, I guess. I'm not sure, like in in that in this whole war situation. So yeah, you know, and then you get and you yeah. get that ending, like that's that's like that, where he's like, "Whoa, shit!" And then yeah, and then he yeah, he say realized that, he realized what his consequence was. Yeah, he like did he himself. Even, yeah, did he, that. Yeah. he was so involved in the intentions that he never knew like how the audience was ever. Is Nicholson <laughs> a director metaphor? I could see that, man. Mm, I, I definitely that's pretty cool. Viewed, mm. I definitely viewed him a little mm. bit as like a lean. That's you know, what I was kind thinking. Of, uh, character. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. It's like, what is this thing we're making here? This fucking, you know, I'm like co-opting this this crew of, meta, of people I don't understand. Yeah, and the like, a meta narrative of of the actual film mm-hmm. that they're making themselves because it's like it was so chaotic. Wasn't the ending of the book different? Like it didn't happen. Yeah, like that. the ending was he he didn't realize the error of his ways. Yeah, so like the the in, bridge I think still broke or the train crashed. The bridge didn't blow up. Yeah, and he either lived or died, but without blowing up the bridge, basically. So, yeah. So like, is this like a uh, is this something that happened because of the discussions of it? Like you know, being like quote unquote anti British. Like you know, it's just like you know. Uh, Alec Guinness, yeah. like his character, his character, like, you know, Nicholson kind of like trying to do something to fix that. In there's this case, like redemption, not? I guess. Yeah. You could like call right it. there. It's like yeah. messy redemption in the end, kind of. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. So I thought that was a, yeah, like that, that's pretty, that, that I thought that's where you were bridging back into the, um, to the yeah. intense oh, stuff. Like that would have been, yeah. Y- I mean, I, I guess I just got lost in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah, well, I, yeah, I got I, into I, that, too. It, like, it just as soon as you said it, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you're coming back into this. And but, then I didn't know if it was. I think that was just my I think that was the consequence. But that, your I mean, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but intent and consequences apply to like literally just like think about anything in your life. And those two like aspects are usually something that. uh Cause like you always intend to do something and the consequences always come out different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and how your attitude is about the bridging between the intent and the consequences is I think paramount because Al- I, I, I think Nicholson, if, if, if he was a fully, if he was a, if he was a fully developed arc, which 
I don't think that uh, it in this movie, what this movie did was the correct path. But if if like if like he had like a sort of Dalai Lama like realization or something at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And he wouldn't have even attacked like he would just like let go of the bridge like mm-hmm. he would just stood there. He's like to me, like the way that it would have been filmed is that he saw the lines. He walks to the middle of the bridge and accepts like his own mortality and fucking dies yeah. with the bridge. That's what I was. That's almost what I thought I was doing. Like, yeah. And like that, I almost yeah, I almost thought he was just like, let, let me just go down with the ship. Yeah, let me go down with the ship because like yeah. I built this and I love this thing and I know that it needs to go down. Mm-hmm. But yet he takes a more human approach, which was so much more interesting. Like yeah. he had that that the fatal end, flaw at the end. Yeah, yeah I love I really appreciate and love how fucking like messy the end of this movie. Yeah, is. it almost it reminded me in a weird way of Taxi Driver, where the end of that movie is just like a whole fucking mess of consequences where yeah, it's like uh-huh. De Niro yeah like fucking trying to be like a hero and then he like runs into the place and it's just like a like a shootout and just all these people get like awkwardly killed like i love that the end of this movie is kind of that where it's like people Mm. just kind of start getting taken out like shears get shot and he's like trying to like crawl his way to the the explosive device and yeah it's fucking tense man like warden Warden actually kills shears and like I think he does like actually kill Shears. Like Shears is still moving before. Yeah, he kills all of them. Yeah, like you know, he actually goes in there and like you know. Yeah, I mean, he Mm. makes sure makes makes sure that Shears has been shred. Yeah, Yeah. and then like actually, he suffers like a giant like weird awkward moment afterwards. Where like his like the the crew that he's with the um all the Thai ladies. Yeah, yeah, they're like you know they're freaked out and he's like kind of trying to justify what he just did i had to do it which is funny because he's explaining in english now at this point like mm-hmm. and they don't understand english yeah. but they kind of yeah. like see the body language because like he because he's in a fully emotional state he's not thinking anymore yeah you and know? it's yeah it's such a crazy ending and then like the only person who sees like is, is clipped in where he's kind of like this yeah. is madness like this is madness. Like, fucking crazy madness, yeah. madness. madness. good two-tone ska band madness yeah, yeah. I, uh, God, yeah, that, that ending, it's just so fucking, I, 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 when I was watching the buildup to that part where you see like Nicholson walking, dude, yeah, finding the, the, it's just like, yeah, and you see him like pick up the piece of dirt and like, or a stick off. Yeah, yeah. And I was literally yelling at my TV. I was saying, (laughs) Colonel? What are you gonna do, Colonel? What are you doing? Get the fuck off that bridge, you motherfucker! I just like was yelling at him because I could not handle the tension. Right up until like even then, just like I'm, I'm kind of weirded out because like freaking Shears is like Shears and Warden are like kill him, kill him. They're telling Joyce, Joyce, the um, the the very shy swimmer dude. Hmm. Like he's like, you know, he's and he has to have his redemption out. arc. He's got to do it because he never does it. Yeah, because he, he's the reason yeah, yeah, that yeah. got Warden shot and stuff like that. And yeah. you're just like, holy hell, this is so tense. It's silent the entire time. No yeah. score, no nothing. Just yeah. like, you know, uh, natural and sound. You don't know who the, the fuck to go for. You don't. Yeah. Like, at this just point. Like, Dude, I got oh, sad yeah. when Saito bit it. Like, you know, yeah. like Warden or uh, Joyce came on and stabbed Saito in the back. And I'm like. But then what I was the like, that makes sense that Joyce did it. Of course yeah, he would of course, do it because yeah. he finally the, knife yeah, could knife sense. somebody. My last two notes yeah. that I took are tension, all caps, yeah. and then in the next one in all caps, 
blow it, asshole. God damn it. Because I was just like, fucking just blow up the bridge. He waited so fucking long. I was like, dude, the train's probably fucked either way. Like, it takes like half a mile to stop a train. Just fucking blow it. No, he wanted the whole fucking piece, bruh. Yeah, he was like, yeah, we got to do it. Dude, and then we got to, yeah, we got to talk. Like, you and I were talking about this after after we watched it. Like, they just don't fucking make them like they used to, man. They don't fucking have, make them like they used yeah, to. Yeah, you have, like, this sprawling set, this beautiful, mm. like, Ooh, they yeah. probably filmed it on the actual river, right? Yeah, like, they probably, did, totally. Yeah, like, spare no expense. Yeah. Uh, they built the fucking bridge. They, like, drove a train across it. They fucking blew that up and crashed it. It's just, like, it's insane. And uh, it only makes sense that, like, yeah, Lawrence of Arabia, he's like, yeah, we're going to go bigger. I think we're just going to, like, keep going bigger. And, uh, yeah, we Adam and I were just like, they're, they're, movies like this like, will never you, exist again. And I think the, the, the key point I texted you mm-hmm. was not that we won't have epics, but we just don't have any grounded epics anymore. Mm-mm. Yeah, you know, like like where you have these good old fashioned like, just like this is during World War Two, and mm-hmm. it's just this big old event. But now you have to have the galaxy at risk. <laughs> yeah, and you have to have a CGI like or a superhero set, like you know superhero. Set piece. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They gotta have them pre vised. You know, like that might be out of the director's hands. Like, like was, yeah, yeah. Like this is like a make thing? it a break it moment. Like, if you fucking fuck this shot up, then mm-hmm. that that's that's it. That's your shot. <laughs> like, you know, like what yeah. else can you do? Yeah, yeah. Can't get another goddamn train and another bridge. That's like all you got. Yeah. The the last movie that I remember that was kind of a grounded epic was uh, Lost City of Z. You see that, John? I have not. Not. Yeah. It's yeah. it's like not bad. It's. It's pretty entertaining. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Like James it. Gray. Yeah. He did Ad Astra, which is kind of an mm-hmm. epic too mm-hmm. in its own way. But yeah. Yeah. It's like you just don't, there's nothing like, like this. Yeah. Anymore. I mean, yeah. I, that's the feeling I got like right, ap- right after watching this movie. You're just like, wow, that's like pure. Sounds, you know, I guess like, you know, you pure people cinema. say this a lot, but pure, well, I was going to say pure spectacle, but also yeah. Yeah, it's just pure cinema. Like that's where like, it's no wonder movies like this, like inspired Spielberg and Kubrick and stuff. You're just kind of yeah. like, holy shit. Like, like this is why we go to holy movies. Shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, like, this sure. is like for someone to make this in 1957, you're just like, God damn. Like, I wonder what people felt like watching that shit coming out of the theaters. Like, just like, yeah. this is insane. Which like, is, yeah. We, it's so funny that you say that because like Adam and I were basically saying that after, uh seven samurai too like mm. we talked about that oh, movie seven and just how fucking like all-encompassing like every aspect of that movie is so good and that's another thing we were texting about is like if you do get an like an epic movie like this it's like it's not gonna have the like really witty super clever like character mm. dialogue that a movie like this has it's gonna be like you're gonna have to cut some of that out to like put in more set pieces or or uh whatever it's like pacing yeah yeah Yeah, Uh there's such a yeah there's such a like a care in like every component of this movie uh that's also there in like seven samurai you know that Mm -hmm. i don't think we really that's the stuff that i don't think we really get anymore you know no not at all i would feel like and this is like giant post um you know post-production work here too but like the last time i felt like a movie 
like this and this scale was probably Mad Max Fury Road. And even then, that's like mm. a giant, like actual action movie. A lot of that is and practical. And yet that movie feels so much smaller than this movie. Yeah. That's, it's, that's, uh, it's, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah. And yeah, only because like just seeing that bridge blow up and the way the, you know, the sound and the picture kind of takes you away. You're just like, whoa, that yeah. just happened. Like really just happened. Like someone just like shot that from like different angles and you Again, like, you know, if they would have fucked that footage up or if that footage would have actually been lost in like Cairo, which, mm. you know, that that would have been it. Like the movie would have been <laughs> to- totally different than what it was today. Like, yeah. You know. And that that scene <clears throat> is just so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what this yeah. movie would have been without that scene. There's I mean, also, I'll say this, like the movies that I think of when we're talking about this, which are like a modern <sighs> I'll say like the newer Mission Impossible movies, but only in the sense of like, we're going to do this really big, crazy thing, but actually film it. And then all the other stuff is very much more like modern blockbustery kind of, you know, sensibilities. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's just something incredible about having like, just like the tactile, like real shit that you actually film. That's, you know, like, dozens maybe hundreds of extras in various points of this movie Mm -hmm. like the scene when like all of the soldiers rush nicholson when he walks out after he's like you know approved the uh or gotten the officers off of you know having to actually work is like that even that's insane where you have like a hundred plus extras like rushing into in this pow camp it's like you just don't like that all be cg yeah nowadays the hr shit with Mm -hmm. that yeah, all the liabilities and yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of shit in this movie where it's like that's just like too fucking dangerous to ever do that again. Like yeah, they would just totally. not do that. Like the explosives, the uh, fucking uh, falling of the trees. Like they actually, I'm yeah. sure they pull down a real fucking tree. Like because there's like oh, there's yeah, people. absolutely. That that mm-hmm. is not forced perspective or anything like that. Because you see people like working in the little like you know in the background and stuff, and you're just kind of like holy shit, like that's fucking insane. Like yeah, that's right. I yeah, it's just. Uh, yeah, it's making me really appreciate this this kind of era because I feel like it was like David Lean's kind of the the height of that like epic period. And then uh, I don't know, like you don't really have them too much anymore. Like Spielberg mm-hmm. did his homage with uh, Empire of the Sun, which yeah. was going to be a David Lean movie, but he got too sick, which I wanted to bring up too. Uh, he did the same thing with Empire of the Sun that he did with AI, where he's like, this guy's my hero. I want to like work with him on this thing. And then it became his thing after uh, David Lean got too sick to do it. Um, have you guys seen that movie? Empire, Empire of the Sun? Sun? Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. It. It's I not one of his best, it. but it's like, it's very lean. It's like Christian Bale. Expansive. Like very lean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You got like kid Christian Bale. Um, the, uh, just like the wide expansive, like uh, scenes and vistas and tons of extras and stuff. That's like the last, I don't know. Like there's, you don't make them like that anymore. Yeah, definitely not. The thing, the big takeaway, very random and not at all what you're, what's related to what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, but like the, the yeah. big takeaway from that movie is like, I remember watching that movie and then seeing like, holy shit, Ben Stiller is way older than Christian Bale. Because Ben Stiller's in that movie as like an older dude and he is like... I- yeah, he's old. Like he looks like Ben Stiller, and then like you're like, wait, that's Christian Bale as a kid. And you're like, that's Ben Stiller, like it's yeah. an adult. And yeah, it's like holy shit. Huh. Like that's Christian insane. Bale is kind of deceptively young because that came out in 
the late 80s and he's yeah. like a little kid in that movie. He's a little kid, yeah. yeah. But then Ben Stiller looks like Ben Stiller. Like you're like... <laughs> I forget he's in that. Like, you're like, wait, what the fuck? Like, yeah. you're just like, is that, this is, is it going to switch to, there's something about Mary, like, at this point? Like, because, yeah. like, he looks like he's that only a few years off from that. He's probably a teen, though, I bet. Yeah, he's yeah, Ben Stiller was probably, I mean, yeah, he's one of those guys who probably just looks older than who he, when, what he actually is, probably. Yeah. But sure. that was my big takeaway. Like, I was like, I remember watching that uh, flick in, in, in school and just being like, wait, 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 what, what the fuck? Like, I was like, that's Batman that's and that's, so like, weird. fucking... <laughs> Walter Mitty, like that's insane. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's like got to be mid mid fifties, maybe. God, yeah. we're getting old, guys. Yeah, we are. Ben Stiller's in his fifties. Jesus Christ. Um, but the other, yeah, I mean, uh, I just also wanted to talk about. I really love the second half when they started setting up all the Shears stuff, um, and kind of how they they were gonna go and like destroy the bridge. I was like, oh fuck yeah! Now now we're like men on a mission movie. We're gonna have this also with all the stuff we yeah, just we're watched. Have a fucking Metal Gear solid yeah. situation here. yeah yeah i i just love uh, yeah i love how all that progressed too where like um there's the guy that even i think sheer said like i'm worried about this guy i just don't i don't know what his deal is and that's the guy who like dies right like he's the guy who like hits a tree and dies oh really yeah like yeah uh-huh. um and then they get taken in with like the the thailand uh the Thai people, Thai village or whatever. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah. And then like they develop little like romances. I think that just the fact that like the movie devotes just by facial time, expressions. Yeah. It's all like physical, you know, I just the fact the movie like devotes time to that and like puts like importance on that. It's kind of weird though. Cause at one yeah. point you think it's like kind of, sorry to interrupt, but like, no, just no, like yeah. you kind of think it's one sided at one point. And then, like, you know, I think that at one point, one of the Thai women, like, when they let Joyce go or they build that raft, because Joyce is kept yeah. saying, like, lovely to her, like, you're lovely. Yeah. And she's like, she didn't understand. Mm. And then, like, he pushes her, she pushes him off. And then she's like, lovely. Like, she says the actual yeah, word. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's actually. Yeah. And you're just like, man, this is kind of like a it was touching go... moment. Yeah. Like, you're just yeah. like, man, this is kind of a little. I didn't and, even expect that was out of left field for me. Yeah. Yeah. And that I think that's another component to an epic right where it's like there's there's so many characters that have arcs I, I feel like that's like a component to like a good epic it's like you set up a whole bunch of characters and you kind of don't think that they're all important but then by the end it's like oh they kind of were there's like almost a dozen characters that kind of have little kind of story beats in this it was movie. a jolly good show it's a mm-hmm. jolly good show yeah but yeah it's really it's really uh really great good and then they show. blow up the bridge good and it's, show <laughs> Well, yeah, that just scene that was amazing that when mm-hmm. they were just talking, what was the joke yeah. that Shears made? Uh, um, where the, and he, and the, it was a, it was a knee slapper and that commander was just like, Oh, when they're telling him show, that whole scene, show. I, I wrote down specifically that, uh, where is it? Uh, David lean is, uh, incredible oh lean is so good at men sitting and talking in rooms yeah because like yeah. he's yeah. really good about and i feel like he he's like a co-writer on a lot of his movies like the dialogue is always so sharp and i love the whole kind of like arc of the scene when shears is uh trying to weasel his way out and he's trying to talk about his like how he stole this guy's uh rank and how he stole his like identity and all this stuff and how that kind of turns on him and uh He's like, do you, do you want to go back with us? And he's like, no. And then he's like, well, we already said that you're going to go back with us. So I just, you know, felt yeah, like I be, would ask because, you. Because uh, the major gave a, gave Shears an out. Like, he's like, yeah, 
you know, you can volunteer yourself and yeah. like be an honorable person. Or do I have to actually like tell you what we already know? That's yeah, what was yeah. so great about that scene is that like mm-hmm. it goes to show like the character behind like uh, the major, like giving the more complexity behind him because it, in one way, like he is that sort of c- civil and try to try to be a charming person and think about things on Shear's point of view. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's like, you know, we got a mission to do mm-hmm. and I still have my my ace up my sleeve if he's going to fucking be like a weasel about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's why I loved about his character. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh that also makes me think of like movies at the time where. Yeah. This movie has such a weird kind of structure like you referenced, Adam, where it's like the first half. It kind of is in two parts. It's like you have the first half where it's kind of like all at the camp kind of setting up also the, uh, you know, the Shears stuff. And then you have this middle part, this almost like interlude of exposition where it's just kind of guys sitting down at the table saying like, you were here, here's what's going to happen now. And it's like this. Yeah. I mean, you, you almost have to just like credit the screenplay about how, like how cleverly it was like, this is what happened. This is what's going on now. And this is like, what's going to happen. And then that happens. And uh, you don't really see movies do that too much. Like you have like a Raiders movie where you have a short intro, then an exposition scene, then the rest of the movie. It's weird to have like half a movie exposition scene, then the rest of the half of the movie. But yeah, that scene's just really, really entertaining. So, um, but yeah, do you guys have any other thoughts on? Yeah. Any other scenes? Any other bridges to? That's I mean, you guys hit all the stuff in the head. I like the the small little moments between like Clifton and Nicholson, which we already talked. And then um, there are some other I can't, you know. I feel like I would have it would have like benefited from a second from a second viewing. And I actually can't want to watch it. The knife Mm -hmm. scene with Joyce was pretty good where he. Yeah. He has the hesitation of like him. Yeah. Going into the jungle. And he just looks like he's like, I don't I don't know what I'm doing mm-hmm. here. What the fuck mm-hmm. am I doing? And then the I had to rewind that part because I thought the Japanese soldier looked like a kid. Yeah, I think he, he was, was really kid. young. Yeah. yeah. And then, really like young. he had a picture of someone. I don't know if yeah. it was a girlfriend or his mom. Yeah. But like it's like, you know, it, he obviously had someone who, he, yeah, he was thinking about. And like all that, like, you know, all that fun shit about let's go on Shrek together all fuck you know like we're all good old boys on this adventure and mm-hmm. then shit got real i think that's yeah that's yeah. where the where it, the tone changed for me like of the like i was like whoa okay cool I was we're, like, we're, fuck is this a kid yeah <clears throat> we're bringing in like actual serious yeah. war themes like where this shit is like you know all this nobleism and stuff like you know set aside like you're you're still playing with like human life and these people are just people at the end of the day mm. like it's just it's insane yeah and then like and then you get into shears is like you know rant in his speech that he gives to uh major warden about mm. <clears throat> about you know like you, you guys are all noble and stuff like that and you know you guys just you know you you almost have like a mission to die in a way but like you know that's not yeah. the point of this whole thing and yeah like it's like whoa okay cool like now we became a we become a serious war movie like it's it's an actual not that it wasn't serious before but it, not in the way that i was thinking yeah like it was yeah. going and you're just like oh shit well okay cool like that yeah that's insane that, that scene really felt kind of more <clears throat> of like the uh the cultural thing again where it's like it's it's the american kind of like uh 
kind of tr- like trying to talk sense to the the British guy who's obsessed with honor, where he's just like, "Listen, man, like you gotta well, fucking." Even said, I mean, it's, yeah. it's his perspective. It's like yeah. he was just a a janitor on a ship. Yeah, that's he, right. Yeah, he yeah. was telling that that hot nurse like. I'm more of a civilian, like type yeah. of mindset. Yeah. He Don Draper yeah. his situation. He like, totally literally, did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or Dick Whitman, he mm. dicked it. Dick Dick Whitman did. Yeah. yeah, and that's what was yeah. so interesting about mm. his characters that there are advantages to his perspective. Mm. You know, and there is honor to his perspective because he's like in his own backwards logic. Even though he didn't want to admit it, he was wanting to save a life. Like he was being honorable by getting the ma- major warden out of there you know yeah. like, you're, like i'm gonna give you so much shit because you got me into the situation <laughs> but you're not gonna fucking die on me yeah yeah exactly. you know we're gonna keep going yeah yeah which which is like setting up his, his ending yeah. which is really tragic and like is kind mm-hmm. of kind of the flip side to what happens with nicholson as it should be is like is yeah when he's like fuck it, i just got i gotta fucking run out there like i'm gonna die like that's it like the, yeah, you see like even dozens hesitate, of yeah. like japanese soldiers running out and at that point i was like oh, okay like all the americans are gonna die maybe warden will be fine because he's kind of off yeah uh, and he was right like he yeah he, he lived way yeah. i guess which is that's another subversive thing where it's like oh well he's the the guy who's fucked right because he got his yeah. foot shot yeah his yeah. foot's yeah. Like bleeding all over the place uh but yeah when when uh uh shears runs out there it's like fuck man uh, god damn like, what are you just, doing yeah just yeah. with a knife too like yeah. he doesn't go out with a gun yeah, or he's so wild. doesn't even yeah. like throw any cover fire or anything like that i think the guy the thai guy next to him actually starts throwing some co- but he also he dies shot. like yeah, he gets yeah. shot yeah. like i was like oh fuck this is like dude. yeah i was like oh this is that everyone dies ending like, i'm just like as soon as i started seeing that like people started like dying like just left and right i'm like oh whoa like yeah yeah man because like you know and then it leads up to the giant you know it leads up to that giant moment where the bridge collapsed, and then like you know Nicholson's epic what death have in a I way. Done? Yeah, because like the way he stands up and tries to—I think he has his hat with him at one point too—and just he just falls on it, it's and like kinda, it's just like it's insane. I just realized like you have the the two, you have you have like almost like a setup and payoff mm-hmm. where like one guy, his the subordinate says he's done it. And then what have I done at the end? What a, that's a, that's like a chef's kiss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A chef's kiss and he falls on the fucking mm-hmm. uh, detonator to blow off his creation. Yeah. He's done it. God, it's so good. It's oh such a good ending. God, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so we do, we do some, some final thoughts. Uh, final John's. thoughts. I mean, it sounds like we all love this movie. I mean, dude, yeah. I, I hope you watch some other leans. Brief Encounter, you you got to check out. That's a movie I, yeah, it's I a good really, movie. really like. Oh, this is just a gateway into it. Just kind of like the way The Master was with uh, y'all's... Or a, or a, uh, a bridge, John. We, yeah, exactly. The the bridge to other Perhaps. lean movies. Um, you know, that happened with The Master and, and, um, and PTA movies, so it's definitely going to happen here. Um, yeah, this movie is freaking great. Yeah, I still great. can't believe that you never really watched PTA movies. Yeah, you that went was in a, on the master. That's yeah. wild. Let's well, try to keep that arc going on this one podcast. One of those best movies. Well, the thing is, it, thing is yeah, the master. Yeah. And like, I saw the master, uh, and then I rewatched it. And then I was like, I need to go back and watch <laughs> Punch Drunk Love, and like, you know, uh, there will be blood because, like, you know, that that's a trilogy there. Like, it's a thematic mm. trilogy. And then, like, yeah, I couldn't get enough after that. And I was like, holy shit! Like, where the fuck was have I been? 
<laughs> and same thing. I have the exact same feeling now. Like we're just watching uh, the bridge on the river Kwai. Um, yeah. Epic movie. Like, I don't know how else you can describe it. Like other than that, like, you know, the, everything is firing on all cylinders. The performances, the performances are fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, aesthetically pleasing. Like, you know, everything is like, um, at, you know, everything's to, to a giant, almost like a scope, like everything in frame is like working, to forward the storytelling um there's emotional moments in there there's a lot of humor a lot of humor surprisingly Mm -hmm. and um for a war movie anyway and yeah and then it all leads up to a giant like you know which is crazy because i wouldn't call the other things set pieces but it leads up to a giant set piece that's very very satisfying Mm -hmm. and so it's just yeah like i cannot wait to watch this movie again and it is a all-time classic it's probably one of my top five Bridge movies, if there's ever a cat- Ooh, subcategory boy. of bridge, bridge movies. movies. Name those bridge movies, John. Put you on spot. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. Well, another bridge movie that comes to mind is literally, and because there's a bridge in it, um, The Bridges of Madison County. Oh. oh. No, I'm just I thought... I was thinking of like, yeah, well, actually, uh, before I said that, I was actually thinking of... <laughs> I thought you were going to mention Brent's dad movie. Oh, uh, oh, Bridge of Spies. Bridge of Spies. Or like, you know, um, there's yeah. also a lot of bridges in Temple of Doom, which is my favorite Indiana Jones movie. John, that's that's a that's I, don't, a, I like I don't that. Take. That I like that. Take it's a lot. So, yeah. It's a very weird take. and non PC in uh, Indiana Jones. It's a movie. mean yeah. movie. It's a mean. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a, it, it follows. A, it's a there's there was mean sequels of the 80s like there's a mean die hard 2 there's a mean uh, that's a 90s one but there's a mean robocop 2 like and mean predator 2 like those are all mean <laughs> ugly takes yeah of the first concept and just like just they're just yeah. spirited mm-hmm. um but that's another bridge movie that goes up there but i think of uh why the fuck is this the first movie i thought of? it's not even it doesn't even have bridge in the title but i guess time temple bridge of, of terabithia that that's a good that's a good movie yeah, that good movie bridge. is very <laughs> sad not to spoil what happens but i was gonna say dante's peak mm-hmm. a pretty good bridge movie that's there's also a very sad. very sad fucked up bridge scene in that movie where a guy dies in a yeah truck. it's, it's a, that's a nihilistic movie Dude, it's like on, that movie? yeah i know exactly yeah. like where the guy a grandma guy is, melts in well, that well, also like the guy's like yeah. there's like another guy like the boss worker who's yeah. like staring while at his at his co-workers friends while he's flipping over and dying like it's just like that's fucking those 90s disaster movies that's a nihilistic yeah those volcano movies man kong skull island channels that nihilistic like yeah nightmare logic yeah anything bad that happens to you is gonna happen to you like stuff type of things and dante's peak was the first thing i saw when i was like that i was kind of like traumatized i was like wait I don't ever want to be near a volcano like yeah, like yeah. ever. Like the first scene, like, James Bond is wife. running around, and his, and yeah, his wife like fucking yeah. Like there's the, the fucking me- those, like, those yeah those those yeah. the thing. I yeah. was like fuck that. Yeah, and the pyroclastic yeah. cloud. Yeah, that actually made me wanted to be like you know I wanted to work with volcanoes after that and Twister for some reason like made me wanted to like do disaster shit like when I was a kid. And, and now you follow your dream and you follow fire tornadoes. Yeah, exactly. Or just say very. I follow my dream to just not do any of that shit. Like I don't want to do. <laughs> yeah, my like, grandma. Because you, know, you don't get paid shit for that. You know, as you're an adult, you kind of realize that it doesn't know, pay. It doesn't pay. You're just you're getting paid in adrenaline, apparently. Yeah. So like, my grandma was alive during Dante's Peak when we watched it, same, and I remember yep. being so traumatized by Dante's Peak because Grandma dies. Just Go pushing up. the yeah, like and I was like, acidic movie, water. Yeah, I don't want grandma to die. 
Yeah, why, it's very why are sad. you showing me this? That movie was very traumatic. Uh, yeah. Dante's Peak coming Another soon bridge. to Delphin yeah. Pod Patreon. Hey, um, ooh, <laughs> uh, like audience, uh, yeah. audience pick. Hey, why not? Well, audience yeah, we never peak. have. Oh, hey, well, maybe Dylan's choice. Peak. I don't know. Yeah, audience Peak. Yeah. yeah. Um, bridge that is movies. a bridge there. Yeah, yeah I got to put that out on Twitter. There's all the bridges on War of the Worlds. Bridges Jones Diary. Bridges Jones. Bridges Jones. Yeah, War of the Worlds. Yeah, Spielberg likes his bridges. I feel like yeah. he knows the thematic use of uh, of a of, good bridge. A I good guess. Br- yeah, it could be because of this movie, possibly. Like, Is it, oh, you know, maybe bridge so. in the river choir. I was gonna say that's a good segment into something I didn't get to bring up, but there's a there is a one take exposition raft scene in this movie. I don't know if you guys remember it. It's when they're like setting up. Uh, it's like I think soon after. Um, Nicholson takes over and they like go out on this or when is it? Fuck. It's at some point, but it's like one take. It's like a minute and a half or two minutes across the river. And I was like, Oh, that's the, that's the jaw scene. That's like Spielberg totally just ripped this off for the jaw scene. When there's that classic one, like one or of like going across the little channel when he's talking to the mayor of whatever I've gone on too long, but uh, Adam final <laughs> thoughts. Bridge um, on the yeah. This is my first viewing, and I mean, I couldn't believe it was my first viewing. This is a, it, this is an instant classic for just cinema in general, and it's and it, it and it's so funny. It's so funny because I said the same goddamn thing for Seven Samurai, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm not much of a hyperbolic kind of guy, unlike my very good friend Brent here. Oh yeah. But it's like I can't even deny it. Like I can't deny the how canonical this film is to the film genre, the film medium. Mm-hmm. Is just you, you got you got almost everything you need in an epic, and it's just like set the gold standard for for what an epic is. It's like if I were go if I go down to David. David Lean's restaurant. Oh boy, what's he cooking up? And he's 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 like, hey Adam, here's like, a five course meal. Like I'm like dead. In general. I'm dead, but <laughs> you know, I can you can still taste my five course meal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even though you've seen so many, you've had so many different foods before. Mm-hmm. And you and you know that those foods have been refined by scientists and they've engineered and there's so much more money now in all those newer type of foods. You can still have this five course meal and it tastes goddamn good. Because yeah. he set that standard for uh, for epic film. And it's just almost like you're tasting something that you don't even get to have anymore Mm-mm. you just it, it's can't like get it anywhere really you Same feel thing. yeah you feel like you're going to a restaurant that's like dead mm-hmm. that nobody like it that nobody really bothers making this type of food no more mm-hmm. yeah and it's presented to you like so beautifully like the plates might have mm-hmm. might as well just be made of koa wood or some shit yeah <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like stuff you wouldn't even get like yeah but it's, it's like insane. a hearty meal too they don't yeah. like skimp on any of the portions it's mm-hmm. like you get and everything. it's so well paced you. that you don't feel full as you go through it you want to keep mm-hmm. going you want to it, it mm-hmm. leads upon itself mm-hmm. and like a lot of other bloated things will like make you want to stop and like 
take a break. Yeah. This one doesn't. You feel you feel like mm. this food metaphor just works too. It's it always it always it fucking always, works, man. Yeah. Yeah. You you know of our this is our food quarter where where we talk about movies if, if as if chefs we're making a I dig yeah. it. It's food. Yeah, yeah food great. works very well. It's like yeah. we're always able to stumble into some very good metaphor of like some dish that works perfectly for like a a, a des- movie. How we're to describe talking. a movie? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that totally works. It works for this one. Um, yeah, I mean this this movie is is uh, amazing. I, I think uh, to piggyback off of what you were saying, Adam, talking about like. Um, classics and like kind of like this kind of i don't know movies like this are always you know Mm. sitting in your queue or like on some list somewhere like yeah you know i've i've been meaning to watch that thing and you're always i'm sorry no yeah you're always like everyone says it's good but i don't know i don't know if if that really holds up until yeah and then you and then you watch it and i will i will say this that i think there are like two this is making it very binary, uh, binary distinction here, but I think there are two kinds of like classic movies. There are the ones that are like you watch and intellectually you get it, you know? And it's like, yeah, I, I yeah. get why that's so good. And, uh, I, I'm trying to think of some offhand. Uh, I, I felt this way with, uh, other people might not, but with vertigo, personally yeah hitchcock is kind of like on hitchcock, those lines hitchcock yeah. a little bit of them like that yeah also i think rear window is the one that i love of his i think that movie's great but but then you have movies that are in the other camp where you watch them and they're the movies like brief encounter like you know bridge on the river Kwai, like uh casablanca which i recently saw citizen kane where it's like you not only get it but you're like yeah this is this is just one of the best movies. You still enjoy it in the, mm-hmm. yeah. in the current context of reality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You like, you see, Jesus Christ, you see how it influenced. <laughs> getting a little excited. Yeah, I'm getting too excited um, to make this point. But like you, you see what it influenced, but all of the shit that it influenced doesn't ruin what it is. Yeah. Like you watch it and you're like, oh, this is still individual like it's still specific and like its own thing even though i've seen the the quotes and the the references well that's how you that's how you know that it's so good because everyone tried to emulate it and it's they never can really tap Mm -hmm. into that originality nor nor should they really like i don't know like that that's what kind of sucks about like remakes not to go on off off on a whole thing where it's like you're trying to just recreate the thing Whereas, like, just just be inspired by something like uh, Lucas or Spielberg or Kubrick and, like, just be inspired by things, you know? Mm. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, an incredible movie, one that, uh, uh, yeah, I think that everybody should uh, check out. If it's, like, far back on your queue of movies to, to check out, you have uh, a bunch of new shit, you know, Move the content— up. Yeah, the content fucking waterfall never never ends. It only gets more intense. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's that's bridge on the River Kwai. John, thanks for being on me. Yeah, thanks for. I'm, I'm always like very uh, very satisfied when it comes to like you know um, film stuff when it when I come on this podcast because I basically uh, come on this podcast and I'm always in one. Hey ho, oh, hey hey. Um, Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah like every movie that i watch for this podcast is like usually a a a hoot so like i'm so glad you guys are 
you know, always kind of like suggest these great seasons. And then I'm able to pick a, like a movie. I usually always end up kind of like aiming towards a movie that I don't, I wouldn't really watch, I guess, normally. And I guess Bridge of the River Kwai is kind of one of those things where, again, like what you said, Brent, mm. is that like, you know, it's it's been on my list for forever. Like, you know, I've, I also, hell, I, I think I told you, I, I've had a Blu-ray copy for like a long while. I just hadn't like seen it yeah, yeah. yet. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, so fucking glad I've, I, I've saw it and can't wait to dive in more into, uh, Lean's, um, filmography and yeah, this was a blast. Thanks for having me on. This was great. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what, pl- you got any plugs there, John? Ooh, uh, no, not I mean, on, no, on uh, net- yeah. <laughs> on our network, our collective oh, network. Yeah, exactly. I would just shit. literally just plug the network and let it speak for its No, it's fine. Um, yeah. Patreon, uh, Patreon, Patreon. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if you like what you hear, um, um, I also I host a podcast that's kind of on hiatus right now, but it will be back in the spring um, because we're going to be talking about all sorts of shit there. Um, it's called Revenge of the Sequel. Um, you know, shit being not taking that as literal, but well, it depends. <laughs> Who knows? Because we might start with like good, good and bad. Yeah. We might. Yeah, exactly. We might start with Godzilla versus Kong. We might start with uh, the Snyder Cut. And it depends. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Boy, Snyder Cut. So um, oh, we're also, we're doing bad. a build up to the Snyder Cut, I guess. I can reveal that here. It's going to be um, oh. a two episode build up to it, which we're just talking about Snyder's movies. We didn't want to redo. We've done kind of all the other DC flicks for ROTS. So we didn't really want to redo them because I feel like our opinions haven't changed a little much. So, but we are doing the Man of Steel and BVS lead up into Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, so that's going to be probably one of the bigger first episodes of our newest season. And then, uh, and then go on from there because, you know, we had a very cool season last year. Um, lots of really cool movies, you know, coming out this year. Uh, I'm assuming if the pandemic slows down. If not, then we still have a bunch of other sequels like Robocop 2. Um, <laughs> being one of them uh you know um angels and demons a bunch of other angels, cool and, stuff. Demons. angels yeah. and demons yeah. uh yeah. who's yeah. another one that 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 just came up to i think we're talking about alien talking about. three alien we, three we kind of was another about, yeah we're we're gonna I'd complete, love to talk that one because it's a good kind of crossover between our two kind of podcasts we're gonna complete the alien franchise gerald butler oh yeah oh yeah yeah that's right london London has London fallen. Has Let's fallen. not forget. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Or Angel. You never know. It's Angel. Yeah. You know, that also has fallen as well. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of things that have fallen with the, the fallen trilogy. Fallen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I host RTS. RTS is on the Delphin Pod Network as well. Um, if you guys like uh, more nerdier um, niche stuff like uh, Marvel, you can follow Countdown to Infinity. Um, right now they're talking WandaVision, Delphin and Sophia are... Are they going to the, do all the shows? They are. The nice. Delphin and Sophia are doing every single MCU show that is coming out this year. Um, Drew and I will be back for the cinema stuff because we don't fuck around with TV. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, uh, no, but we will um, guest host on that as well. Um, they're just kind of taking the reins for the Marvel shows. Um, Drew, and, Drew and I, my brother Drew, who's also a host on ROTS and the Star Wars... Um, countdown strikes back um shows were basically focusing more on star wars stuff this year so we're kind of trying to do a little bit more star wars stuff so you can find us on the countdown strikes back and if you want some exclusive stuff which i think you guys will 
possibly put some stuff on there as well too mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. you can go to patreon.com slash it's happening dante's peak um you can um you know listen to some really cool shit there like movie of trivia and uh the legacy shows which i don't know if they're coming back at this point there's lots of other shows you know if you're into weed or comedy like, imp- like a plant comedy improv i guess yeah like um i was gonna say <clears throat> speaking of the trivia john i just want to bring up uh I'd recommend uh, subscribing to the Patreon uh, so you can witness me overtake John's legacy yes. as the uh, most frequent trivia winner. Trivia winner, yes, exactly. Since Brent has been on Movie of Trivia, he's overtaken Drew and me as a winner. Delphin has never won, so there's that's the not overall. Not you guys, thing. you guys have a lot of trivia games, <clears throat> and you've won most of them. But it's um, it's really cool. I, I like the uh, I like I, I like been, the shake like up. dead last in every one in of all, those. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's whenever really it comes up, but. Uh, you guys can find a lot of stuff there too. And if you can listen to, um, some friends of ours do cover stories. Uh, it's a really cool music podcast. Um, Brent and Adam have been on for episodes mm-hmm. on episodes as well. I've been, um, I talked ska, which is a really cool music genre. If you really like it, I guess, um, on the, um, on that show. So yeah, be confident in your passion. John. <laughs> I am. Say that was proud. That was the ska like confidence. Oh my God, there, your, sure your fedora and your, Holy shit. Your, he just pulled out a saxophone. Yeah. Like my <laughs> shoes, my shoes changed to vans checkered just like oh right now. God, in general. You have a tie on. Yeah, exactly. I have a Fred what? Perry polo that just like, just like buttoned up. By what itself. happened to your pants or cargo shorts? Holy Uh-oh. shit. Oh, holy shit. It's time to, you know, blaze it up. Now he just Wait, has a tuft. His yeah. facial hair is just a tuft now. <laughs> oh, man, this is great. Yeah, my next tattoo is going to be a Rubik Fish tattoo and shit. No, I'm just saying. Oh, playing. my God. Um, Do it. But yeah, um, listen to all that stuff and stay safe during this pandemic. Wear a mask um, if you have to go out and stay home if you can and listen to a bunch of really cool shit. Get vaccinated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you got it all. So I think that's about it. Uh, you got anything, Adam? Uh, yeah, just, um, you know, 2020 was a tough year. Mm-hmm. We all know this. And now that's behind us, right? And there's a lot of things that are behind us now. And I know that what has been going on can be uh really, you know, when I look at when I look at the internet and I look at, you know, this is me being serious about like how things have been going. And when I look at, you know, a lot of the a lot of shit that's happening, it's really negative and a lot of the media out there, you know, regardless of how you feel about things politically, whether you're left or right, it's all just like, you know, it's all it's very sad and very mean spirited and angry. And I can only hope that our podcast can just bring a little bit more positivity to your life as opposed to just being bombarded with like all of that. Because I know that mm-hmm. when I do this podcast, at least it, it's a really big bright spot to get away from all the noise Mm -hmm. of that negativity. So I hope, I mean, I'm sure you guys feel the same way and I hope that the listeners who stuck through us, and I know this is not the most like, you know, it might not be the most popular season due to the old directors, but I hope that, you know, we're bringing, we're bringing some light to the, to, to, through the darkness out there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. yeah, Yeah. Uh, great words, Adam. Uh, we love you guys. Stay safe. Uh, watch some old movies. Watch some classics. Mm-hmm. Watch along with us. Turn off and, Twitter uh, phones. Unless yeah. you're going to follow us about... Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? Unsubscribe to everybody else. 
follow us. Yeah. And uh, get off of Robin Hood, you fucking yeah, get off, get off greedy of cook. Down yes. with Robin Hood. Yeah. Uh, GameStop, you're great. We love you. <laughs> AMC, uh, me, movies. Dogecoin. Let's really cement like where we are in Just time. saying words. <laughs> Just yeah. saying yeah. words. Uh, but yeah, guys, we're, we'll be back with the. Geez, I keep hitting the goddamn mic. Yeah. Kurosawa's next week. Uh, stay safe. Bye. And stay sexy.